All right, welcome back to the Speak Your Peace podcast. Uh, my name is Ian McNaughton, Big E. Uh, pleased to be joined by SYP creator Ravisher. Rav, Yo. how goes it? Uh, good, man. It's been going good. Swell. Swell. Wow. Yeah. I'm glad to hear it, dude. I'm glad to hear that things are going well for you. Yeah. Hopefully it stays that way. Usually, wow. usually, you know, it's like a month thing. It's like, oh, I'm feeling good. And then it's like, you know, then it's like that picture of like this, like the scribbled in faces. <laughs> you see that <laughs> Yeah, usually it, the, it, it's like that for three months. Then you like kind of get your life back on track. But so far, it's been more than a month. So that's like that's a good sign. It's the dad walking into the room. Hey, son, how's it yeah, going? Yeah, and then it's like it's like how is it already made? It's a guy just writing shit on the on the ground. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, there's a there's a lot to look forward to. Uh, it's, yeah, it's I can't complain. Summer. Can't complain, it's right? Summer's coming. Um, you know, it keeps raining. A normal here. summer too. Oh, like hopefully like, uh, we can go outside again which is nice we can touch grass now is what you can you're saying. finally touch grass without a mask on without a mask on <laughs> without being social distanced <laughs> we can we can finally do that finally. Um, rab and i are getting together here on the june 5th a sunday night after the uh, rangers tampa game but we're not here to talk about playoffs you're talking about the war you <laughs> enjoy <laughs> We're, we're here to talk about uh, Jordan Poole is what we're here to talk about. He had a half-court shot at the end of the third, which is cool. That's all uh, I'm doing that. Do you know that Nick Stauskas scored more than Al Horford and Marcus Smart in today's game, by the way? Yeah, and Lou Cornette did. <laughs> he played in a finals, Lou Cornette, NBA final player. I didn't realize this is sidebar from what we're actually going to talk about. Also, Otto Porter got 15 <laughs> minutes in an NBA Finals game. He's he's arguably one of their like better like probably one of their better bench players, which is funny. I, I Otto Porter ha, is like was like hyped the same amount as like Andrew Wiggins. It felt like yeah. for a while there, and which are was reasonably worse. Was reasonably not as talented. Um, Wiggins was always good. I think it was just finding like the talent, like where he can actually thrive. And, and I don't think he'll, he's obviously never going to reach what he was going to be. But I mean, the role he's in now is pretty good, and he's an all star, so you can't complain. He's like he's three games away from winning a championship. So it's, he, he's not playing in Minnesota. That's probably uh, that that always helps people. I think that that that's got to count for something. Just wait till <laughs> Anthony Edwards gets out of Minnesota. <laughs> um, I that that but I was going to. The other thing I wanted to mention, uh, just while I'm thinking about it, did you see that uh, article? Uh, somebody wrote something about how <laughs> some scout uh, with Carl Anthony Towns was like, yeah, no, actually kind of a bit of a flake. Wouldn't want to build my team around her or whatever. <laughs> really? Yeah. And, and, but this was like, and this was like years after the GM poll or yeah, whatever, yeah. which is like, yeah, he's the top guy. We build our team around is Carl Anthony <sighs> Towns. And it's just like, Listen, I know that Carl Anthony Towns has had a lot happen in his career, but yeah. I don't know. I think the dude's kind of talented. I think I no, I, I think team. he's good. It's it's and I think in hindsight, it's a good idea to build a team around him. But I, I, I don't know. So far in the playoffs, it hasn't really worked out. During the regular season, I think it's done wonders. I, uh, he's been really good. But when has Minnesota ever got to the playoffs? Like this was like the first year. I mean, they got I mean yeah. And they and, so. and their championship was beating the Clippers anyway. Yeah, Bev throwing his jersey into the crowd. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. That was their chip. That was their chip. That was that was essentially the Timberwolves. <laughs> All right, let's get to let's get to what we're actually supposed to talk about. Rav and I uh, have come together here 
to do a 2013 redraft. I like when you come on because basically when you come on, uh, something stupid a- happens. So like, I'll, 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 there's always a dumb pick in there. I don't think, I don't think I have a dumb pick today. Unfortunately, I don't think I have something really stupid. I was close. Okay, I was very close. I'm like, this is gonna be too absurd. This is worse than Demko number five. Like, <laughs> this is, this is gonna be rough. Well, I, I was gonna say, some something something odd happens uh when when we when we get together to do these sort of things but you also get you know a little nostalgia you get a little you know kind of older hockey even though these are current day players but you get to talk about the draft and we you know with the draft coming up we like to do sort of this draft content you get to talk about you know where teams fucked up and why ottawa did a bad job at picking whatever (laughs) players and that's what we got going on here that's what we got going on with, uh, you know, this 2013 redraft featuring players making an impact today, except for Darnell Nurse. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, do I name some of the, the – the Canucks have way too many players in this draft, by the way. I'll talk about it, I guess, at the end. It's, it's insane. I was, I, was, I was like, oh, that's a lot. And then there'd be one more. And I'm like, oh, my God, fucking Pullman. And then it just kept on. Um, but, yeah, I'm down to do this. So let let uh, let me go through some of the names who uh, who uh, are oh, in this draft yeah. class. Uh, Nate McKinnon, he went number one to Colorado. Alexander Barkov went number two to Florida. There's Seth Jones. There's Sean Monahan. Uh, Elias Lindholm. Goalie. Uh, you keep going for a sec. I gotta just one minute. You can keep yeah, going though. UC Soros uh, is a goalie in this class. Tristan Jari is another goalie in this class. You also get some interesting guys like. You know, Max Domi, Pavel Buchnevich, uh, Anthony Manta, Jonathan Druan went third in this draft, which is yeah. which is interesting to think about at the time. Did you have him in your top twenty? <sighs> is he on the brink? I hope I hope he's on the brink for you. He's think. on the brink. I couldn't I couldn't quite put him. He's on the brink. I, I I'm like my last. Obviously, like I think it happens every time. Where my last three picks, I'm like throughout the whole podcast, I'm like, do I really? So I'm like, I'm like switching through. He's on the brink for me too. I'll think about whether I decided to put him in. Uh, obviously, he's got a lot of things. We'll talk about that later on when we get to. I think with the 2013 class, though, like you can't really make a bad pick. That's what I was thinking. There's a few bad ones. Obviously, you got like um, Morin, which is, I don't think that's really his fault. I know he has a lot of uh, injury. He's like, I think he's already retired. Um, If that's the case, I'm pretty sure I cannot think of it off the top of my head. But yeah, there's a lot of cases where it's just like they didn't work out. Or like, there's also like Hunter Shinkarik and Kirby Reichel where they just flat out weren't good enough. Speaking of Ottawa picks, uh, I'm pretty sure in 2013, I had stock in Curtis Lazar. Oh, everyone did. I think it's uh, the World Junior Championship. Like, he, yeah. he really showed out, like, pretty well. And everyone was high on this guy. And then, you know, he's a fourth-line guy on the Bruins who, like, <laughs> hits people and gets hit, like, worse back and then laughs. <laughs> and that's, that's it. Chris Big versus Draft, you know. Well, it's, like, it, it's kind of – it's funny with, like, how – leave him with, like, a Canadian scouting standpoint where, like, guys stalk would rise with the world juniors. Nick Patan is also in this draft, actually. There's if you want another world junior there's one. another one. And or the Memorial Cup. Like I know Nate McKinnon definitely like he was gonna go first overall probably without the Memorial Cup run, but he got yeah. the Mem Cup bump with Halifax. 
Same with Druan as well. Yeah, with Druan too. Like him, like the fact that him and Druan were on the same junior team is is oh, yeah, just that's insane. And Druan probably got more of a bump because of that Mem Cup run, but I think McKinnon yeah. definitely got you know a bit more support and a bit more liking yeah. because of the fact he went all the way with the Mooseheads. And there's another guy here. Yeah, Dylan Hetherington is another guy that I was kind of high on back then. My 13 year old self. Morgan Klimchuk. <laughs> I, I had a little bit of Morgan Klimchuk stock. Yeah. Um, oh, man. I'm trying to see if there's anybody else that I really like. I mean, I think it's just like anyone that showed out in the in junior junior championship was probably like the probably like the, the guy that like oh I have so much stock in this guy yeah Kirby Reichel I'm sure Kirby Reichel had a good World Juniors game and yeah people liked him um okay let's let's go I'll give you the first pick you have you have the board um who are you taking with the number one pick in the 2013 NHL redraft? Yeah. So originally, obviously number one, overall Colorado selected Nathan McKinnon. That's worked out. He's top three, top five player, whatever you think of the league. Uh, amazing in the playoffs. Uh, and I'm going to choose him. If that, <laughs> if that, if that was a, if there's any doubt. Yeah. Um, won the Calder first year, all rookie team. And then ever since then, he's been, I mean, amazing. Like, there's not really, there's not many better players than him. Obviously, he's never hit 100 points. So that's always a joke. It's like, oh, how is this guy the best player of the league who's never hit 100 points? Um, but man, he's so dynamic offensively. One of the best, I mean, one of the best centers, uh, runs the play. Like, dude, that goal against St. Louis is one of the best goals in Colorado playoff history. And then they choked it. <laughs> so that's like an example of what he can do on a nightly basis right there. He could just like take a team from, you know, they just blew a three nothing lead and then they bring him in like he single handedly brings him back. It's literally like a McDavid light if there's a, such a thing, even though he's arguably that close to McDavid, anyways. I think it, it's a great pick, obviously, but like McDavid himself, he's in, I don't know, McDavid, McDavid's in a tier of his own. Like Connor McDavid in a tier of his own. Yeah, that's why I'm like I call him a light version, which is nuts because McKinnon is probably the third or fourth best player in the league. If you're like depending right now, he's probably the second or third best. I was just gonna say that he's in the same class of like, you know, centerman as like Austin Matthews. Yeah. Or um, Drysdale. Like they're all in that same sort of class you can put those like it's mcdavid and then matthews mckinnon yeah. dry sidle two through four however you want to put those guys because they're all so talented and it's unfortunate for those guys because they're all going to get compared to playing against mcdavid because of the fact that mcdavid is arguably the greatest player and they're all playing yeah. at the same time but if connor mcdavid wasn't in this league you can make a really good case that mckinnon's the best player in the league like you can make that case that McKinnon is just that special and that talented, yeah. And everything he does with the puck is sensational. Um, it's just really the stat watches that don't give him the the, the light of day. I'd say it's. I mean, the the injury proneness is obviously a big issue, and I think the past two seasons he's shown like it's he's so good that like even with injuries he's still a top five player in the league and like. I don't think he's even like leading his team in scoring most years. I think it's usually Ranton and Ricard now at this point. 
Like this year is Kadri. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I don't know. I think he McKinnon came back. Let me let me see. But yeah, like he's he, he, he's not even leading their team in scoring. And this guy's already the best. Yeah, it was Ranton in this year, then Kadri or McKinnon and Kadri. He's he, he's again a little over, but about a point per game in his career. Um, just a ridiculous player, an insane yeah. player, and he he would be like the number one center on like every every team. every team except for like except Edmonton. Edmonton and maybe Toronto. Yeah, literally. I I didn't in Toronto. He's and even. Dude, even Toronto or Edmonton, he's on the wing probably. They probably put him right wing. <laughs> they yeah, probably do Drysidle, McDavid, McKinnon, and then there you go. If that ever was a thing, there you go. <laughs> That's what I have. Imagine that line. Yeah, like I don't know how you're stopping that line. Yeah. Um. Okay. I'm gonna go with the second. I'm gonna do the second pick here. It's Florida. it's kind of obvious who it is. It is uh, Seth Jones. He's moving up. <laughs> it is Seth Jones. He is moving up two spots. <laughs> it is his his fucking Jay Gensel moving up. That's the real thing. No, <laughs> um, I'm going. I'm going with Alexander Barkov. Um, I mean, Florida's done a really good job of just dra- like adding quality, talented players through the draft, and. I think Hubert Huberto was probably the start of that when Huberto got drafted. Uh, yeah. Barkov and is a- Huberto took like a much longer time than Barkov did. I think Barkov kind of stepped in more polished, which is usually the case yeah. for guys from overseas. Not on yeah. all cases, obviously. Like Kako was what that was meant to be, and like, <laughs> and I always talk about him just because there's someone I still think has potential, and he almost scored a game winner the other day. So, <laughs> but whatever, I digress. But Barkov, I mean, he's done everything Florida's asked him to do. Um, you know, quality center. Um, he, he, you know, again, he, he's just one of those guys along with Huberto and Ekblad that have made Florida relevant, that have made Florida, like, not only good, but helped them win the President's Trophy this year. Yeah. And Barkov's contract is up this year. He was making 5.9 this pa- past season. And That's probably a, the the best value contract, if we're being honest. Even ten, I think, is it, it's ten eight by ten, I think, right? The, the next is one is is the max you can get. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, I, I don't even think that's like that big of a deal. Like, I don't even think like that's a that's a worthwhile deal. Yeah, I think that I think like if he was on the open market, he'd probably get like eleven. Or eleven. 12. He's getting what probably what Panarin got and. You could argue he probably deserves more than Panarin just because of what yeah. else he can do. He can play as the center and is the, the, arguably the best defensive forward in the league. I know today, you know, Bergeron won the Selkie yet again. What is that, five and 11 years of, that he's been it, nominated? They, yeah, they're, they're going to have to rename it the Bergeron I'd Award. Probably. I would, I would assume it's either Bergeron or Dots who can name it after those is probably the two best two-way forwards ever. Um, But yeah, the, he's so good defensively. The guy... He, I'm trying to, he literally does remind me of like a Dotsuk, but like it does a lot of the plays he does reminds me of Dotsuk. Um, what else? It, it's just, it's just the way he plays. And like, I, I see a lot of him in Lundell as well now. I know Lundell yeah. doesn't get much, he doesn't get much playing time right now, but it's, it, it, I mean, I would have argued like Lundell could be like a second or first line winger or, or winger, not winger, but a center. Of, but the fact is that they have, you know, they have such a good core right now. 
especially forward core. I don't know whether they keep Drew. I assume that's he's gone. But even still, with the way Marchment played, and I think they still have Hornquist for another year. That that contract's kind of rough, but he's done a lot for them. But yeah, there's uh, it's there's I think it's just him being able to mentor someone like Lundell as well is also Finnish center, like literally so so many similarities. It, it, it's perfect for the team. So, yeah, like whether Barkoff gets the deal that he wants, whether he stays in Florida, I don't know. But nevertheless, um, the dude is the second best player in this draft. And even like, it, it's like, he's not quite on that level of like Nate McKinnon, but if McKinnon wasn't in this draft class, Barkov would still be like a really good first overall pick. Yeah. That, like, that's like, that's, that's hundred percent true. That's a, uh, that's kind of like the Aiton, Aiton effect yeah. where you got like Aiton. It's like, okay, I got Deandre Aiton, you know, Luka Doncic. Okay. Maybe that's like, like imagine if like it was Trey Young first or something that Luka was second. If, if it was like that, Deandre Aiton's a good, like that, the whole thing is kind of a good example. Um, But yeah, it's like, you're getting, you're still getting Deandre Aiton and probably what you need. Obviously their defensive course. So, good now with Uyghurs also in this draft like, and I can go on for that as well. Sherrod. Well, like, I don't know whether to keep Sherrod as well, but well, I was going to say with Barkov, like he's a, a, a number one center on like half of the teams in the league. Yeah. Like that's just how good, you know, Alex Barkov is. Um, yeah. So he's my, he, he's my um, number two pick in this draft. Uh, who do you got going three? I think I probably have a different, I have a bunch of, I probably have a bunch of like different ones than you now looking at it. It's going to be fairly different. The, the first, the, the first two were obvious. The first yeah. two picks with McKinnon and Barkov were obvious. Now we might get a little difference of opinion, but I'm curious to know what you think. Um, I have, well, Tampa's three. I think they took Duran, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Duran, I'll talk about him later when I get to him. Cause I think I might put him in mind, but I, I took Jake Gensel. Okay. <laughs> I did take Jake Ensel. I, I, I'm assuming you don't have him there. <laughs> I don't have him there, but I, I can see why you why you do that. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's kind of just like Druin. Like, it's what they wanted in Druin, but actually working out is what I would describe it as. Um. My thought was also going with Saros here, but they had just drafted Vasilevsky the year prior, so I don't think in hindsight that like thought that way wouldn't make any sense. Um. Sorry, there's like people just yelling outside my room, so I've got to get it. Like, no, that's um, fine. They can. They they they're probably like <laughs> critical of the Gensel. Um, <laughs> that's probably that's probably why. Yeah, um, but yeah, he came in rookie season and came in the playoffs, 21 points in 25 games, and ever since then he's been one of the best scorers in the league. And even like when Crosby hasn't been there, Malkin hasn't been there, he's been there. And it's not some. It's not like um, I don't want to be critical of Brian Rust. He's a really good player, but that's someone who's been probably getting boosted by Crosby and Malkin, whereas Jake Gensel, I think he can drive the offense on his own when they're not there. Um, I think his points also don't do it justice. Like, he's, he has 84 and 76. I would argue he played to a higher standard than that. He plays, uh, he's a really good winger. I'd compare him to... Mm, I don't know. I was about to say something absurd, but he reminds me a lot. He has a lot of um, Rantanen kind of things, like where it's like... It's much like it's, I guess, a smaller version of Ranton, whereas a guy can score 40, but he's a really good playmaker. He's a really underrated playmaker. And I mean, he's just been so good and he works so well against with Crosby and Rust. And that's how it's been with Pittsburgh. I wonder how that's going to go. 
Um, I know there's, I don't know the whole Gino Latang, and I know Rust is locked up now, but I don't know how the team's going to be looking with <laughs> after this season. I mean, the other thing I, 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 I like the Gensel pick also because of the fact that he's also really good in the playoffs. Exactly. Like, that's why. Like he shows up in the postseason. You know, to score 13 goals in a rookie playoff year, like, you know, there's a lot of rookies who've won Stanley Cups, like Darren Helm, Cam Ward, Jordan Bennington. I, those, those are the ones that came up to my head. You know, Jake Edsel scoring 13 goals in a your rookie playoff year. That's, you know, like, I, that's kind of like what Gabrick did, you know, and he gets a lot of praise for that still, like where as the trade deadline goes to LA, he scores that many goals and like, that's a big deal. And then, you know, Jake Gensel did that in his rookie season and won and was on the way to a cup, you know, like it's, it, I don't know what else to say. That's why I always thought it was a great, that's a good pick for number three. Well, and, and, and imagine like, him on Tampa as well. Oh, totally. And like, at the time too, I remember with Jake Gensel, like it was just like that was the start of like I think like the Mark Donk, like how the fuck <laughs> do Pittsburgh get these guys? Like where do the I know where the Penguins get? It's these always guys? something like, that works. Like Kunitz, like he only had like he won the Cup with the Ducks, but he wasn't you know a, a critical guy. But then no. he comes to Pittsburgh, and then you know he's he's I mean obviously the biggest moment for him is twenty sixteen or is it twenty sixteen the Senators goal? You know twenty sixteen uh, or seventeen. 2016, I think that is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the double OT winner against Ottawa. Like he he scored so many big goals for him, and he like all these guys that Pittsburgh just pulls out of nowhere, and they always just end up working. And it's never like a you know I mean guess obviously Gensel's like the, the probably the best star they've pulled besides you know like the main three and main four if you include Flurry. But again, they're yelling outside. <laughs> yeah, well maybe they're not. You know, big on that. I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess maybe, they don't like against pick. I they wanted Soros. Like the, they wanted Soros, but no, I think that's. I think that's actually like a really, uh, you know, good pick because, I mean, like you say, people will probably say it's the Crosby and Geno effect, but I think if you watch, like, I didn't watch. I'm not a big avid watcher of the Penguins, but like, if you watch the games, you can tell that Gensel is, and like, I think it showed in this playoffs, Gensel is driving the play. In, mainly alone there's obviously crosby moments right and like there's gonna always be yeah. crosby moments but I, I think jake was playing really well like like on his own like yeah, i think he was just he was just as good as crosby when it, crosby was in most instances yeah so i don't i don't have a problem with that um i i think that that's probably a fair pick and again like you say imagine him on tampa like imagine mm-hmm. him being with the bolts right now in their playoff run, it's like and they sign him to like some insane Brandon Hagel deal, like one mil eight years or something. Imagine they signed to that back then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and just basically, like he's a lifer. And he's a lifer in Tampa. He's a lifer in Tampa, which I'm sure Penguins fans listening to this are just like, God, no, <laughs> please, no, shut up, no, no. Uh, right. But number four, yeah. the Preds pick. Uh, number four, the Preds pick. It was Jones, right? It was Seth Jones at the time, which it's kind of funny now, uh, you know, the Seth Jones for Ryan <laughs> Johansson. Yeah, it, it, I don't even know what to think of that <laughs> Like at this point. Like, what do I even – I mean, obviously, <laughs> I still don't even know what to think of that trade. It just – is Ryan Johansson the Seth Jones of Centerman? <laughs> like, if we're going to go there, <laughs> is, that, is that the – 
is that the next is that the next well, narrative I, I write that's my first ever article that's my first ever article so that's that, that that's that's when you do your like j fresh like fucking elite prospects uh article type your analytic no but i mean the other by the way speaking of nashville moves um i was looking at colorado and i'm trying to remember what player it was i think it was because i was looking at the um byram uh draft pick because that was a part of the kyle turris yeah the the kyle Byram's so good, bro. Like he is so good. It, it's, it, I think it's just the fact that they have McCarr Taves as the first two, which is insane. And then the Taves draft, the Taves trade. Also, if I want to get into that. Oh yeah, no, like Colorado, <laughs> just they do some spectacular Sacking. trades. But like that trade too, the um, Duchesne, Kyle Turris, um, fucking Colorado, just taking on Andrew Hammond. Who also got time in 2022 in the NHL? Multiple games. Multiple games, and they got Bowen Byram out of doing that. And, and 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 Sam Gerrard, I'm pretty sure. I think that was the other guy. Was the, the it Sam, was Sam Gerrard. Gerrard and Byram? So they got like their number two and number three D men, who is or probably like number one and number two D men on many teams, but like for like the left side. Point is. Um, the Kyle Turris, Matt Duchesne, that trade doesn't look good for Ottawa. That trade does not hold up for the Senators. Um, so, what do you have for number four? Number four, uh, Nashville. Uh, you know what? Yeah, I'll do it. I'll go with Seth Jones. Are oh, you gonna go with Seth Jones? I'll do Seth Jones. Okay. I can I tell you right now where I had him. Yeah, where you have him. I had him eleventh. <laughs> All right, fine then. You know what? But no, you know. Don't no, go with those. Stay with them. Stick no, with them. no, 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 no. You're straight. Stay true to your guns. All right, fine. I'll do. Seth, I'll do Seth Jones. Here's the thing. I there's a reason why I kind of did it. Here's the thing with Seth Jones. Soros is probably the best pick here. That that's who I had. Soros is probably the guy. Um, the reason I'm going with Seth Jones is because. I just hate, like, I'm trying to look past the contract. I'm trying to look at the actual player, and I think the actual player is good. The problem with the actual player is that there's already now, in the span of, like, two years, like, since they were in the bubble, there's already two, like, there's already a bunch of guys who already do what he does better. Yes. And now he's way overpaid and not as good as, like, Kale McCarr, Quinn Hughes. Probably not as good as Zach Rowinski. I but like I'd argue Zach Rowinski is probably a better overall defenseman, someone I'd rather have. Probably, uh, but with Seth Jones, and I shouldn't even take him because of the fact that he didn't even want to play for Everton Junior. But I do <sighs> think I do think with Seth Jones, um, I I just I think if you read like. I don't want to be that guy, but like if you redo Seth Jones's <laughs> career, like I, I I think if you if you don't have him playing for Torts, if you don't sign him to a stupid contract, trade assets, and then you know sign him to a stupid contract like the Blackhawks did, I think he's a much more valuable player. Um, yeah. But the, all that ruined the reputation of Seth Jones. Um, so I'll, 
I'll take him fourth. Even yeah, if you're getting 2018 Seth Jones, he's going fourth overall. I, I but yeah. I don't know whether you're getting. That's the reason I I have Monahan in my, but I don't have him as high as I would probably want him three years ago. It, it's it's the same thing with Seth Jones here. I it's a guy who's you know he's I think he's All Star first team or I don't know how they do it again, but he's on the All Star team multiple times. He's fourth in Norris voting that year as well in 2018 and I think yeah I know this year he probably had his best year since that year I would I would probably say that's probably a good good shout if not maybe 2019 but you know what you're getting with him you're getting a big body who obviously like the 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 big thing where it's like oh he can take the tough minutes you know all that bullshit but it's a guy who can quarterback your power play it's a guy who could you know he's I he's a guy you want on your right D I, I don't know if you want him as your number one defenseman, um, but obviously he plays the number one defensive role and it, he's been successful in it. It's it's just whether he's never really been on a team that's made the playoffs and I don't know how he's, he would work in like, I know he made the second round with Columbus a few years ago with, with after the Tampa incident, <laughs> that thing. Yeah. But, you know, I, we haven't really seen how the game is going to translate over. I think he only has around like 30 something games yeah he's 30 37 games and i forgot about the bubble but he wasn't really necessarily impactful in that no he played 60 minutes literally he played 60 minutes one game Uh, i mean that's why his time on ice is 32 minutes actually oh that and that's that 60 minutes probably jacked up his contract price a lot probably and and that's and that's like with seth jones he is a good defenseman. Like you, like you say, he's probably not – you probably don't want him as your top defenseman. Um, and then in the last two years, he's easily been surpassed by, like, I don't know. I don't know, if, like, maybe in, the, maybe in the last four years. Like, Yossi's a better defenseman. Makar's a better defenseman. Quinn Hughes is a better defenseman. Um, yeah. Like, I could name so many other guys that I would yeah. rather have. I know, like, uh, Fox only came – Fox, yeah. After 2019, and he's already better than him. He's better than him. Um, But yeah, Seth Jones, fuck it. I said it. I'll stick (laughs) with it. I kind of regret it, but you know, whatever. I I, I recognize like why you'd want to go. There's no reason. There's no bad. It's not a bad thing to go with him, right? I don't think it's a bad. I think it is now. Now, now I regret it. Um, and Nashville. You know what? The thing with Nashville too (laughs) is that Nashville. Kudos to them. They always just find a way to like have like get good defensemen. Yeah. The, the, you know, they have always had Weber. Then I have my Sue Ben jersey in there, obviously. And he he was there, he was so good in, in Nashville too. Like people give him shit for obviously like, towards the end, but he's a big reason why they made it to the finals. Um, all right, you got the fifth pick with the uh the Carolina Hurricanes originally took Elias Lindholm. Um uh, so fifth overall, yeah. Elias Lindholm's there. I I like the pick for him. Obviously, that he's in. I don't think did he, he did play there for a few years. Obviously, I remember when they came back. Mm-hmm. He came back to Carolina. I think it was an overtime game. Calgary won. And he started doing the, the clap to piss off all the Carolina fans. So obviously, he wasn't really a fan of being there. But you know, well, we he, saw what Elias Lindholm could do this year. Well, he was a part of the Dougie Hamilton, uh, Adam Fox, Fox, yeah, trade. That whole uh, fiasco. That yeah, where like yeah, you know this Dougie Hamilton, Hannafin. This, yeah. Where it's just like, yeah, this dude's weird. Yeah, Dougie. I'm not gonna. Dougie Hamilton. <laughs> Seth Jones is just a punching bag for Dougie Hamilton at this point. <laughs> oh, I digress. Um, I originally, uh, my draft that that I had listed, I had 
Lindholm, and I stuck with that pick. Um, I'm gonna go with Soros now, just because I'd rather have Soros than that's than a, Lindholm. That's a good pick. Um, yeah, Soros is one of the best goalies in the league. I don't need to even get to that. Um, sixth in goals saved above expected this year, twenty point seven. Um, he essentially carried Nashville to the playoffs this year, and we saw what they did without him in the playoffs. And that's also the thing that happens when you get overworked. Um, I'm surprised. I'm happy that didn't happen, but I'm surprised it wasn't as bad with Demko this year. I know, I know I'm turning it to like, well, how does this affect the Canucks? Like, just like the Leafs fan, where it's like, how does this affect the Leafs? You're, like, you're, the you're like the Steve Dangle of SYP. Where yeah, it's like, like how does it affect the Leafs? How does it affect my team? Yeah, but it, it's. I, so, I, was just, I was just looking at the Lindholm contract. Uh, you know, we'll talk about it. I'll talk about it later on. But with Soros, um, Soros is like any goalie, right? Where it's just like, you have to have patience. Like, Igor yeah. Sisterkin is like another guy here who, like, it's been a while for like Igor to be yeah. this guy. And Vasilevsky is only one year older than Shesterkin. You know, look how long Vasilevsky's been here. It just depends. Like, not every goal is going to take the same route. That's how goalies are. And that's what I think will also happen with um, Yaroslav Askarov. I think the same thing will happen with him in Nashville, too, especially with UC there. I don't know if he even gets necessary playing time. Um, I would hope he comes over in the next three years, hopefully. But then, you know, it, it, I guess it also depends on where. I don't know if UC's contract. I don't know really about how that's going, but yeah, I think UC is like a, a contract similar to Thatcher. Yeah. Like I think they still have. Uh, yeah. Oh, they still have long term. Yeah, Sars is a smaller. Sars is also like a smaller build. He's only around six feet tall, I think, or like for like for a goalie. Like we obviously see like Markstrom and like all the, the Bishop. If you want to, if you want to go there, but like he's a much smaller frame. But what he could do is amazing. Like I, I, I don't think. Nashville even necessarily comes close to making the playoffs without him in, in net this year, and that just shows how no. good he is. And I'd, I'd argue he's a top five goalie in the league. I could, I could make, I'd go for that argument. I don't know if I die on that hill, but there's he plays I would, so I would, well, I would listen to, I would listen to that argument about Saros mm-hmm. being in the top five. And I mean, you know, he's Nashville's MVP. Um, he would be a really good pick at the time for Carolina, fifth overall. Because Carolina, I think, is still going through like the Cam Ward thing, where it's like, well, Cam Ward's valuable to us, but we can't, re- you know, he's more valuable to us than anybody else, so we can't yeah. really get rid of him because we don't know what else to, yeah. To do. <laughs> um, and I mean, Soros, like, you have to be really patient. I know, like, you can't rush a goalie; you have to give him the, the time and the the proper development, but like. If Carolina has Soros, they're probably going to the next round. Oh, yeah. They could probably beating the Rangers. 100%. Uh, and I, that's no blame to Ronta as well. He played great. And same with Kachetkov. He got thrown to the Wolves, dude. Like, if there was ever, like, and I think that's probably an understatement. He got probably thrown in the, the Mariana's trench, dude. Uh, I couldn't imagine being, like, however young he is, 22, 23, and you're just one of your, like, it's like your seventh or eighth NHL game, and you're getting thrown in a game six and a game seven. Yeah, I, 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 I have, I have no, I am, yeah, I have. No I mean, also, that. I'd argue, I'd argue, like if Freddie was there, maybe it's different too. But uh, you know, that's sure, that's sure. But Soros is just that good. He has the. We we now I think after this season we now could say he is an elite goalie. Yeah, I don't think I don't know if that was really. A, I mean, if no one believed after last year, I think this year kind of did it <laughs> pretty yes. well. His so, 918, yeah. like last year in 927, sixth in Vesna voting. 
Like this year, he only had a nine eighteen. Sorry, that's so bad. But like, I think that's the same thing with Demko, where it's like you don't really see it with the save percentage. You got to like look deeper and look at like watch the games. Only nine eighteen. Yeah. And and and, he, and he, if Soros is healthy, they probably like the Predators this year probably give Colorado a a, a you know. Yeah, that's a, with a better fight. Like Connor Ingram giving him a game too. That's like with like you know they got a game yeah. out of Connor and like. Like they still couldn't really do much with it. I mean, that's also just kind of shows Nashville's depth, really. They kind of have a they have a good top three, top four players, and then it's kind of falling off right after that. It's okay. So you got you got Sorrow's fifth. I think sixth. now sixth. Yeah. Uh, this pick was originally Calgary, Monahan, right? Originally yeah. Monahan. I think now it's between Lindholm and Monahan. I think with the sixth pick, I think is where I go here. Yeah. I obviously I think I told it to start, but I have like you know should I have like Monahan and, and and like Domi and those guys who haven't we were good but haven't been good recently like a bit lower, so that's why I I'd, I I uh, could I I could also go. The I'm Bo- not going to influence Bo your decision, so. I, I could go <laughs> the I could go the Bo Horvat way. Don't, don't do that. Do I, not do that. I could go the Anthony Manta way. You know, Spencer Martin's still on the board. Ryan Hartman, thirty-five. Spencer goals. Martin is still on. Uh, Nikita Zadorov is is still available yeah, if I wanted to yeah, take yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll take a, I'll take Lynn home. Um, yeah. Selkie nominee this year. Obviously, he didn't win. But... He didn't win, but like you know, he he's a you know, I don't know if this is just a one-year blip either with the Flames, but like he was a part of the top line in hockey this year. Yeah, forty goals this year as well. Like it's. I mean, I don't know what to say. Like, he's always been very underrated. I don't think he really ever got the respect he deserved. And he's had seasons like this before. He had 78 points in 2019. Like, it's not, it's not like it's something new for him either. And I'm going to go back to the trade. Uh, he was traded to Calgary along with Noah Hannafin for Dougie Hamilton, Michael Furland, and Adam Fox. Which, I mean, on I mean, paper, you, you got to remember, like, on paper looks different than it actually was. It was because Fox wasn't going to play, right? So. Fox wasn't going to play for either one of those teams. Fox was only going to play for the Rangers. Yeah. Fox, Fox was literally only, like, he's like <laughs> I'm playing for the New York Rangers or I'm not playing for anybody. And then it's like, okay, well, bye. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. like this is He's what also on a, by the way, sorry to cut you off. Yeah. He's on an amazing contract. It is absurd how much he's getting 4.8 for this year and like this upcoming year and the year after. It's, it's insane. Uh, and, and maybe the third best defender in hockey right now. Um, yeah, I mean, that's how well, yeah, and at least as a forward, sure. And, and I mean, like, to Lindholm, um, yeah, at least what, like, slightly concerns me about him is that. He has never scored 30 goals before in a season before this year, and then he scored 42. Yeah. But I mean, like, he's had, you know, 78 points in 1819. Uh, he had 54 points in 2019 20 with the lockout shortened, or not the lockout, the COVID shortened season. Yeah. He had 47 points last season in, in the COVID shortened season. Um, that was in a rough year for Calgary, and like, and like, it's kind was- of a weird place. They weren't that great last year, even either. Yeah. Um. But hey, you know, it, it shows that this guy is still pretty good. Um. He's very versatile. You can put him pretty much anywhere in the lineup, and he'll do well. Like, yeah, I think you probably want him as in your top six at this point, just because you see how well he does produce. You probably want him there. 
I think but he can't play another like if it's if he's on a depth heavy team, he's he can play any line. He can be a shutdown guy now. Well, like if he's on Carolina, he's probably getting a top six role in Carolina. He like he's probably yeah. they're on the second line in Carolina. Yeah, and he probably put Trocheck on the third. Stall moves down. He didn't probably have Domi scratched at that point or Cockney Emmy. Yeah, six million dollar scratch. Yeah, you got six million dollar. <laughs> you know, upstairs with Cockney Emmy. Um, <laughs> I mean, Lindholm. For, for for in my opinion, he's not a, a, a flashy dude per se, but he's just really effective. Yeah, like he's just it, he's just really good and, and is very creative. He makes plays. He makes his teammates better. And it's kind of like a Kachuk thing too. But I think both of those guys are also smart enough to just give the puck to Goudreau. Yeah, it's, I hope I'm hoping he stays because I actually did enjoy watching them in the regular season. It was really they're they're really good together, and I'm just yeah. as a Cal I don't like Calgary. They're probably the team I hate the most. But I, for them, for their own sake, I hope he stays. I don't know if he does. He goes to New Jersey. Obviously, everyone thinking that that would suck, dude. If they that junkie. would, be, but the, but that would be such a New Jersey move of them just like driving the Brinks truck up to Goudreau and like, listen, we'll pay you everything to be on our team. And it's cap. just like, okay, sure. Um, New Jersey Devils. I want. I or, just want to see the cap space. Or Philadelphia, like you know, you know, twenty-five screw- mil, and their biggest contract is Brat probably in Zaka. So, so and maybe Severson us next year. So like you know, you have the money for it, and you know, Subban's off the books. Well, I was gonna say like, I was gonna say with Philly too, where Philly's like, screw trying to fix any actual problems we might have with our team. Let's just go sign like an expensive forward that scores a lot, and it'll. Are you be kind of what the Rangers did, but it kind of did work, but it's not for those reasons. But like I, I was gonna say also like the Rangers, I just trust more. I think as a team, I, 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 I like. They've always had successful teams, not teams that have won the cup, but they they've been successful and like the Ranger. The Rangers know what they're doing. The Devils yeah. and the Flyers don't know what they're doing, and the Rangers yeah. know what they're doing. That's why it's worked out for the Rangers, and that's why the Devils and Flyers are <laughs> screwing around doing it. Hell, yeah, exactly. People had people had the Flyers winning the division, dude. I can't believe it. <laughs> uh, I have Lindholm uh, six overall. Yeah. Same for the Flames in the redraft. Uh, seven. This pick would have been the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, Darnell Nurse went there. Uh, no yes. impact in the playoffs. As we said no. earlier, zero impact. He's scoring in his own net. He's going to get nine and a half for eight years uh, after this year. Um, I don't have him there. I do think Darnell Nurse is good when he's on top of his game. If he's playing like he is right now, uh, that's horrible. I think when Darnell Nurse had his, is at his best, he he can do what Seth Jones is doing at right now, where he's like he's playing good, but he, he will never live up to the contract. I think that's... <laughs> I, just, I, I just like... I don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't. Why, yeah. why with Car McDavid and Leon Draisaitl taking up just a quarter, just twenty five percent of your salary cap? Yeah, two of the best players, like generational talents. Two of the greatest players of my lifetime, <laughs> and you're getting you, you you are getting a fucking steal from both of them, and you use that money on. Darnell Nurse, <laughs> nine and a half, and God bless him. I'm sure he's a nice enough dude, 
but there's yeah. no way. There is no way I would pay Darnell Nurse nine and a half million. I wouldn't do the <laughs> Seth Jones contract. I wouldn't pay Darnell Nurse nine and a half. I I I I fucking wouldn't do any of those deals. Um, um I do have a defenseman here. Okay, uh, who is it? It's it's Weger. It's Mackenzie Weger. That's probably that's probably a, a better pick than my set. Yeah, um, I, I went with I went with him just because obviously you get a, you, I think you're getting a bit of both with Weger. You're getting he's really stepped up offensively, and I think he's looked so great without you know obviously Ekblad the past few years has been a bit difficult for him to even get in the lineup, but he's been great in his absence, and he's a guy I can pretty sure he can play both sides whenever you really need him to. I, I know they've done Weger Ekblad a few times, but you know he he had 44 points like this season and 36 before. And that's a guy who's a defensive defenseman who's there to be your shutdown guy. And he's been providing offense at like an above average level. Here's the thing. I love this pick because it means Uyghur goes to Edmonton. That's why I did it. I think that's kind of why I'm like Uyghur's an upgrade. It's actually a defenseman. But, but like the Edmonton media wouldn't appreciate Uyghur. Like the Mark Spector's of the world would just be like this guy doesn't do shit that clip of like him allowing like ross colton score with a half a second left that happened <laughs> yeah, edmonton would be on repeat for years and then that was that would be the narrative meanwhile yeah. darnell nurse is shooting it like top cheese on mike smith and nothing's happening and they're like <laughs> it's like you you know the hockey nerds don't understand how this works it's like no we yeah we don't understand we clearly, um, Mackenzie Weger, it, it, we clearly don't understand how this works. As he's a, like, <laughs> yeah, he was a, so this is a seventh overall pick. He's moving up 199 spots uh, after, because he was taken in the seventh round, 206th overall. Um, I think he also played w- alongside, don't get me flustered here, but I, like, uh, I'm pretty sure he did play alongside um, McKinnon and Drewen. I'm yeah, like, I'm he- he was on the he was on the Halifax team. Yeah, um, a comparable the most comparable player on this website is is Dan Boyle, and I see a lot of that. And um, he's like it's a guy who is pretty good defensively, but then like, I mean, obviously Dan Boyle is known more offensively, but he's a guy who can score the same amount of points as Dan Boyle kind of did, versus around that forty to fifty point range. And yeah. it's a guy who's steady defensively, where I think Weaker's probably another level above Dan Boyle. I don't really remember much from him back because, you know, I was a kid and I, all I remember is him throwing it in, in his own net against the Bokov that one time. I, just, I remember Dan Boyle just being a solid defenseman. Yeah, I remember the Olympics and he was good. Yeah, he was just a solid, reliable guy. And, like... One of the most forgotten, like, guys, because he was, like, a star. Like, he was a star defenseman. We don't really talk about him anymore. I don't know if he was a star. I just thought he was, like, a, a, an above-average to good defenseman that you could just trust and you know he wouldn't yeah outside of throwing the puck in his own net he wouldn't fuck up much <laughs> yeah. defensively yeah. um but i i think again like a lot of i've said this every time we do this it's like i do it a lot a lot of the reason my picks are done the way they are just like i'm thinking about what that team needs and you know you're taking this is the point where edmonton's in the shitter and like you need a defenseman and if you knew Weger was gonna be this good you take Weger. And that's yeah. who I take. And, that, and, and they, that, I mean, they took Nurse, which ended up obviously that's their number one guy now. Whether you believe that's good, um, whatever. But I mean, I, I think their the pick with Nurse was a good idea, and I think it could have worked out even now. And I still think it could, like, if you just gave him a lesser contract, it shouldn't. It didn't need to be nine point five times eight, did it? No, it's it, it's like 
it's like in it the nine point five times eight. By the way, sorry, right? Like it has to be. It's it's like in the NBA when you just give the max deal without thinking. You just get Chandler like, Parsons. Yeah, you just give like it's the same thing with Seth Jones. They just gave him the max contract without you know discussing it, and it's just yeah. like, okay, you didn't need to do that, but sure. It's nine. It's nine point two five. I won't be fully disrespectful to him. It's nine point two five. Yeah, because fucking that quarter of a million dollars is really going to influence the fucking Oilers when they (laughs) choose to re-sign Ryan McLeod to 5.75 over three years after this season. He has been really good for him. He has been good. I like Ryan McLeod, but like knowing Ken Holland, it's like... We're gonna sit, you know, we're gonna he's bought to- your team so much success and you're doubting this man. He come on. <laughs> he's in the hall of fame for a reason. Uh no move clause. Can we take uh, somebody out of the hall of fame? Like if you I think you got <laughs> I think he got into the hall of fame too early. Like I think that's the uh, same thing with Batman. Batman got into the hall of fame like before the Blackhawk stuff. Um up until 2027, uh nurse can't be moved, and then in there there's a modified trade clause where you can submit a 10 team list. So have fun, Oilers. Um, we'll move to number eight. Uh, number eight is the Sabres pick. They pick Rasmus Ristolainen. and I, I don't have him. Well, in my top I feel like I feel like I always get the Sabres pick when we do these things. I feel like I'm always picking. <laughs> I just remember Middlestat. Um, by the way, I, I want to bring this up. The highest plus minus in the top three, like top five from this draft class is Cop, Pesci, Uyghur, Barkov, McKinnon. Um, from lowest to highest, McKinnon with eighty three, and then Cop and Cop and Chuskin with a nice sixty nine. Um, the lowest top three is uh, Miles Wood or Seth Jones, Miles Wood, minus 62, minus 64. Um, Bowen Druen, what do you say? But as we, as we know, plus and my, minus is not indicative of a true player. Um, I, 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 okay, but this I think has to be said. <laughs> this is, a, I, have you seen what I've, have you seen it? I hope you have. I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, like what I'm going to say. Uh, Bo Horvat, Druen are the top three and two uh, worst um, plus minus in this year. It's, Minus 68 for both of them. I, I, Bo Horvat started off in a tough position, and I think it's worked out for him a bit more now. And same with Juren recently, especially. Obviously, they made the finals last year, but he wasn't part of it. But yeah, Juren's been in tough situations. Rasmus or Stalinen, uh, number one overall, <laughs> you know, Juren's minus 68. Uh, number one worst plus minus is at a minus 172. <laughs> It's over 100 <laughs> plus minus points less, which is absurd. I know he's a defenseman, but holy hell, man. Uh, Not, uh, that's... But, it, but, it, but here's the thing. Here, here's the thing I love about Rasmus versus the Lions is the fact that Philly traded a first-round pick for this guy and doubled down on it by giving him an extension this year. <laughs> for five but, mil a year, right? Like it's a, it's it's less than what he was making before, but it doesn't say much because he was making way too much. Because that was a contract you were meant to like work your way up to, and then it's like, oh shit, you never worked your way up. Okay, well, you know, here's close, here's essentially the same contract yet again. Like you know, it's just it's just a year, it's two years less, right? There's one year less and like half a mil less or quarter of a mil less. It's like five point one, and then what is the he had five point four before? You here's the thing. You know you fucked up. You fucked up when the guy when you're re-signing the guy you traded for, and you're paying less than you originally uh, had to take on to acquire. I, I I mean I guess if you're if yes if you're trading for him, I don't think that's always the case. I think that could be the case with Kotkaniemi. I don't think it's the case 
with Ryan Nugent Hopkins, you know, for like, I, I think that contract, you could argue, I don't think that one's bad. It's like, what, it's a bit less. I think it's 5.125 for seven or something, but that's not too bad. It's not too bad, but at the same time, they didn't have, like, they, they okay, they drafted him first overall, and I mean, I think we he's, did that. He's going to be the, yeah, I don't know if he's going to be the future captain, if you, but that's like, you're insinuating David's leaving at that point. I don't know why you'd keep him for that long, but yeah, Chuck Fletcher uh, moment with that contract. Uh, Big Chuck Fletcher moment. Uh, number eight. Um, I don't know who you have here. Uh, I I think mine's a weird one. It's a weird one, but you go. (sighs) Oh, no, no, I don't get that. No, no, it's woods. I'm not. I, I, I listen. I thought about Bo. Um, (laughs) there's better players. Uh, there's better. I'll go, I'll go with Monahan. Monahan, you go with Monahan. Okay, I'm gonna go with Monahan. Because I don't know with Monahan. Like, I think he's good. His teammates love him too, right? Like, Johnny Goudreau has talked nothing but great about him. And obviously, you saw, like, when he scored the game seven winner, you know, Monahan came down and gave him a big hug, which, like, it's I, like, you know, all his teammates always talk really well about him. I think it's just an unfortunate situation of the hip surgeries and, like, all the just everything that's happened, and especially this year where he's probably out for this year and you know i don't know about next year too his contracts up end of next year he's obviously gonna make much less you don't know but when you're getting sean monahan the player that we saw in 2018 or 2018 2019 it's it's a night and day with right now like i don't i don't like the problem too is that buffalo is just purgatory for players yeah. Especially, especially during this time, um, like Buffalo just needs talent, and they just don't have it. Monahan yeah. is, is is probably he's a top six player for Buffalo now, um, and and I mean, the guy's a fine player. I think that's kind of what we're getting into at this point. Like, unless like there's guys like you really like, but I think fine is about more like good to fine is about where we're at yeah um there's not a lot of guys i really love monaghan funny enough he has the fourth most point share from this class yeah no he's really good like that's why i always that's why i still have him on my list even with the past two years being you know awful it, it, he's never he's not even like he's a really disciplined guy only 150 penalty minutes over you know near 10 year career it, it's he's it's everything you want in a player. It's everything you he's captain material. I'd argue like if he, if he was on the same trajectory as he was, you know, in 20, even like 2018, where he only had 64 and 88 or 64 and 74, you know, just blow a point per game. I think he's probably the captain of this team right now. He's probably, he's, you know, it's, it's rough. What's happened. I, I think I hoping, you know, maybe a different place for him works. I don't know where that would be. I think I would we'll have to see next year and see if like if he's even returns to like he, like a good like a third like if he's even a serviceable player anymore, which is unfortunate to say, right? Like it's someone who's so talented and you know he, he's done so well in his career. I don't I don't know. I think I don't know if Calgary's a place for him anymore. I think they're also kind of given up on him. He needs a he needs a Sam Bennett type move. Yeah, but the thing is, like, uh, the Sam Bennett thing where it's, like, he's never showed the potential with them. Well, he has in the playoffs, but then he goes somewhere else where, like, it's already – it's, like, 
it's it's not for the same reasons where it's like for Sam Bennett, where it's like, oh, he's not getting the playing time. And then, you know, he goes to Florida, gets playing time. He's good. And then, you know, Sean Monahan, he's getting the playing time, but he's not good anymore. Like, I don't know if it's going to magically come back somewhere else. Um, you know, you might get yeah. like a Oliver Ekman Larson thing where it's like, or like a Seth Jones where it's like, you know, he's gotten better, but he'll never be what he was. No, probably not. Not with the peak of, of Monahan. Uh, I would I would hope he becomes like a serviceable player, but I think just that's a good pick just because what he has done over his career has been great. So I, I think that's a good I, pick. I think he I I mean I think he deserves to be in the top ten of this redraft. I didn't just because of the past two years. I'm like okay, that's the, but I still have my I, top fifteen. I, I'm I'm not gonna disrespect how good Sean top fifteen. Has. Sure, yes. And you know I, I think Calgary fans love him too. Uh, like you, everyone most. Calgary jerseys see where like Sean Monahan or Boudreaux jerseys. It's kind of like the uh, the Ryan Kessler effect, where like for like yeah. a bunch of years, it just seemed like every Canucks fan was wearing like a Kessler jersey. Yeah, and it's like I think there are three or four other guys that you would maybe want a jersey of. Instead, yeah, I think. Yes, when I went with but, uh, when I went with Ian Davidson, I think he also had a Kessler jersey on. I'm like, why does fuck does everyone has a Kessler jersey? <laughs> I'm happy he kind of like made up with Canucks fans because he cheered him on at the the, the retirement ceremony for the Sedins. I'm pretty sure it was that or somewhere, but I guess, it, I don't know. It wasn't really his fault, I don't think, when he left. I mean, kind of was because he, 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 he has to leave. But, like, I honestly, the way the team was going, I, I didn't blame him. Uh, We need, like, what, like we need, a, like, a Kess's house equivalent for Sean. Oh, don't, don't. I, I, no, next pick. I don't even want to hear Kess's house in my ears ever again. Uh, uh, ninth, ninth overall. <laughs> oh, wow. So, that was a, so, ninth overall is me. I'm a Canucks fan, and the Canucks are here. Um, we, traded, the, we traded away Corey Schneider for this pick. And how the turntables? Uh, okay, it's almost 10 years, but, like, do you like that move still? Oh, yeah. I always talk about it. Like, I always t- tell my family about it because they never really understand, like, <laughs> how trades work. So, I'll be like, like, they know the players. Like, then I told them, like, hey, we traded Corey Schneider away for the draft pick to get Bo Horvath, and they think that's so cool. And they think it worked out because they don't see Corey Schneider anymore. Um. Not to, I don't know. I don't just, I'm not going to disrespect Corey Schneider. He had so many good years in New Jersey. It was just unfortunate it was in New Jersey. Um, and I think it's kind of sad the way the team's got, I think Islanders and like, you know, it's just sad the way he's kind of gone out. Yeah. Um, I think I saw a video of Mike, Mike McKenna. I think I forgot who it was, but yeah. there's an NHL goalie. Like he, like, you know, he took a picture with Schneider. Oh, it was Joey Decord. It was Joey Decord. And he, he was like, it was at the end of the, their playoff series in the AHL. And, he was like, oh, shaking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's shaking Schneider's hand. You know, it's a guy who's at in like talked about like he's literally the reason I wear 35. So, like, you know, Schneider's had a great impact on, you know, so many goalies. And you see it with like, you know, an NHL goalie like Joey Decord. Um, yeah, Corey Schneider had a great career. Unfortunate circumstances, the way it's like looking to end right now. Um, Bo's been great though. I, I can't fucking lie. Bo's been so good. <laughs> I, well, I was going to say, I also liked this trade at the time because. I mean, not that not that things are always so you know sunshine and you know rainbows yeah. and everything's all happy in Vancouver, but like there was so much going on, like at the, at this time I remember yeah. like like things with like Lou like with, with you know Lou's contract Longo, with the problems, um, Kessler, the team, Kessler, the team was just kind of in a not a mess, but like oh, uh, we were, we were, we were in a mess. We were in a pretty big mess. This there, is the point was, where fans kind of start falling off, you know. Yeah, and and so then it's like, 
you know, it was a bit of a shrewd move to just be like, yeah, we're trading our way, arguably one of our best assets for this draft pick, for a top 10 pick in the draft. And everybody's kind of like, oh, shit. Okay. Sure. Let's, let's, let's do this. This is yeah. fun. This is exciting. This is different. And it's worked out. It's worked um, out. And that's our captain right there. Um, I'm not going to go with them, though. Ha, there you go. Um, the only reason I'm not going with them is because I believe the guy who's here is just much better. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to, like, I think it's he's not a center, right? So that's the guy I'm going to take. So it's obviously that's kind of the main thing because Canucks need it. Do I even do I do I stick to my guns? Keep Bo here? <laughs> do I might just keep Bo here? Let me think. Nobody has nobody nobody has a uh, more uh, bumper goal or whatever slot bumper power play goals than Bo bump, b- bumper power play goals per sixty than <sighs> uh, Bo Horvat. Um. Yeah, you're right. Um. You can't you can't yeah. ignore you can't ignore that. Um Darnell Nurse is still on the board here. There okay. Uh there's three guys here, right? And then it's between Shea Theodore, Bo, and Pavel Buchnevich. And I want to go with Buchnevich, but I I I really think that uh, you know Buchnevich, I, here's the thing. Buchnevich is is probably the 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 I mean I would I would say Buchnevich is the best out of the three, if I'm it's being honest, and it's probably, not even really close. <laughs> it's probably, but like at the same time, Buchnevich would have got moved out of Vancouver so long ago. That's like what. <laughs> so, you know what? I would stick with number nine being Bo Horvat, just because I wouldn't want it any other way. I Shea Theodore would have got moved because he took too long as defenseman, <laughs> and, and then and then Buchnevich wouldn't even made it on the team because he's not a. A happy, he wasn't happy, like he wasn't a happy Russian coming in. Okay, like it didn't work out with Triampkin, it didn't work out with Goldobin, and now, now like Pod Coles comes in with this happy mood and he is working out. So I don't know. Pod Go- well, you, well, you need you need to find a nickname because like with Pod Coles Pod and you have Pod Goals in, so you yeah. need to find like a cool, clever like, um, you know, Buchnevich. You need to find some sort of like <laughs> clever nickname, but. Listen, I get why you would have gone with Buchnevich. It's yeah. just like he would have got moved in 2016 yeah. for like I don't know. Um some or I mean, no, he probably would have got moved in 2015 when they were like on the ver- yeah. like, when they were making the playoffs and it's like who do we add <laughs> to lose in the first round of Cal's? Um Pod Colson also has a similar point range and like time on ice as Bo did, so I'm hoping that trajectory also, you know, blossoms similar to you know to, to Bo, I'm hoping I will stick with Bo Horvat. I don't think we need to go any further on that though, just because I think we kind of went over everything. Two way, two way guy. I think he's he's kind of like Dubois though, where like it's just a big body. So he's just that's kind of the main reason he's good defensively. He can win the the board battles and he, he's really good at faceoffs. Obviously, he had the 17 out of 17 game against Arizona this year, where he we won all faceoffs, which is absurd. That's so insane. Um. He's not leader, the best real, defense. real leader, real locker room guy. He is though. You don't really. He's kind of like. He reminds me of um, kind of like Anders Lee. I don't think he gets like those two don't really get the respect as captains as they probably should, because I think all their teammates like them, but you don't really see the captain's you know captain strength that the captains have. But like he, he's a great leader, and I think the team likes him. I'm gonna stick with Bo because I mean, hey, so he scored 30 goals this year. He, he probably had much more in him. Uh, does he have beef with JT Miller? 
No, uh, that's so stupid. That's so stupid. <laughs> Miller's getting traded. I'm hoping, kinda, just so we can get good picks. But I think, I think that ship sailed. I think we're kind of not gonna get much. I think any if we, if we were gonna get an insane return for JT Miller, it would have been this this uh, this past uh, trade deadline. I, that's my hot take of the day. If you want one, I think the ship has sailed on a really big return, like a Brandon Hagel times two return <laughs> for for JT Miller. Tenth overall is that where we're at now? Yeah, that's- so it, it was Val Val Nichuskin. Val Nichuskin, who who's uh, blossomed so well now, but obviously back then and even just a few years ago, it looked like probably one of the biggest busts on this list. But but he isn't. He's not. Yeah, I think after, you know, even in 2019 when he returned in Dallas, he didn't even score in like 60 games or, fi- yeah, 57 games, no goals, 10 assists. So you think he's, you know, you think he's going to be horrible. Goes to Colorado, 27 points, 65 games. You know, there's something there, and he's top 10 in Selkie voting. And this year, you know, popped off 62, po- 62 games, 52 points, and scored two yesterday. Uh, he's a free agent, isn't he, this year? So, like, this is a, yeah. a con- contract year for him. Yeah, and I think he's he's getting some money, man. Yeah, uh, for what he's done the past few years, especially just mainly on the defensive side, and uh, he also doesn't really take many penalties. He's only took four penalty minutes, fifty-five games last year. So it's a literally a guy you want, big dude who can actually play defense and doesn't get penalties. Um. Okay. Dallas number ten. Uh, they go with Buchnevich. Yeah, that's fine. Because they like. <laughs> Actually, like, this is like 2013. Uh, little do we know that the 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 Jamie Ben Tyler Sagan, um, Sagan's contract. Con- contract. Little do we know that they actually uh suck. Like horribly as well. Like, like underratedly bad contracts. Like not, people don't talk about it enough. I think how bad they are. Like they just a they're like. I, I think we knew, I think at the at the time we all kind of knew, but like none of us wanted to say anything because we all liked Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan. But I think like, I knew with Ben, but never, I didn't think Sagan would have this, you know, this fall off. But they have aged so poorly that, you know, Dallas is looking for any way to try and get rid of them. <laughs> they're not, but they're, look, they're not going to go, but they're looking for no, any reason pauses. to get rid of them. So now you get Buchnevich, who, um, you know, as I was looking earlier this week, uh, fucking, like, you you got a touched on it. Um, slow development to get to where he is now. Um, yeah. But also, awful deal by the Rangers to get rid of him for Sam and uh, Blay. I, I understand the, the contract issues there. I just don't understand why you'd use that space to sign Barkley Goodrow, who's been good, and I think he's probably been worth the money this year at least, but it's not going to last. Whereas Buchnevich, he's just been getting better and better each year, and he's probably better than Goodrow on the defensive end, if we're being honest here. like Goodrow's a good bottom six guy, and he's probably the best, one of the best bottom six guys he wants. He's like the same boat as a, I put Tyler Mott there, and like, I don't know, there's a bunch of guys, guys who can just like, just play bottom six and they, they never really do much wrong down there i know here's the thing um with the goudreau contract uh goodrow con goudreau whatever goodrow like we just know that contract is like just meant for them to will, win now like it's like they'll deal with whatever consequences at the end yeah. of that contract because you know 
they're trying to win now. It's like the Zach Hyman deal. The Zach Hyman <laughs> contract is a great example of this. Of like the Hyman contract yeah. is pretty good now. It's just gonna suck ass so with, much. Money. You know, with the way it's like obviously we all, everyone talks about how like players like Zach Hyman age terribly, and it it, it happens all the time, right? Yeah. Like players who are play that aggressive game will obviously age um much worse. But you know, Bucinavich doesn't really play that gritty game. Um. He, I mean, he's obviously like he, when he was on the range last year. You know, he cross-checked Mantha in the face, and like even this year, he had buddied a dude. But okay, that sounds horrible now that I say that. But it's a guy he put up seventy-six points in, in seventy-three games this year. He, he's so reliable defensively. Probably one of the most underrated like things about him is that defensive side of him. Well, and like he's also a guy at a time. Um, we're we're in twenty thirteen when we're moving away from like big power forwards to skilled shooters and like yeah. guys who can score small, like sh- smaller guys who can score and teams are de- now drafting that more and more. Um, you know, you still have uh, some guys in this draft who are, who are kind of that, but for the most part, like, like we're drafting, you know, skilled shooters, like, Skill playmakers, and I think Bucinavich was always that in New York. Um, I think most people in New York thought of him as like what Burkowski is right now. I know he's Swedish, but like it's similar to that. Whereas like it's yeah. a guy who can get you forty to sixty points and is a skilled winger, and that's it. And that's all you need. Um, and then Bucinavich has now become probably more valuable than Tarasenko is probably more valuable than most of the wingers on the team. He's probably their most reliable winger on that team at this point. I, I don't know, maybe Cairo. Um, I don't even know what if he's in. Hey, don't don't sleep on Robert Thomas. I don't know. If, yeah, I guess, <laughs> but he had a rough playoffs up until like the end a few games. But yeah, Butchnevich is a guy who is so good. I, I I'm I'm straight up here. He's better than Bo, but like uh, the, the, I I gave my reasoning. I'm not gonna go back to that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I'll I'll, I'll take Pavel Butchnevich. Uh, yeah. the Dallas. Uh, you have the 11th pick, and Philadelphia. Let me pull up 11th Philadelphia. I think it was that Morin. Yeah, so Morin. That's the Samuel Morin fork. Yeah, okay. I think he's fully retired now. Let me, or he's either not retired, but I think it was came out that he's, yeah, he's forced to retire from the NHL following me. Um, knee injuries. I mean, knee injuries, you can't really come back from, which is really unfortunate. It's just, it's just a tough break because, you know, he's always, he was a hard worker. It just, it was unfortunate that he kind of couldn't wake, you know, work his way up. Um, and he can't really do much about the injuries. He was like part of uh, a really, I thought a really um, hyped Philly decor where they yeah. had Morin, they had Ghost, Ivan Provorov. Um, you know, they they had the, the talent yeah. defensively in the system, and just it never worked. It just, yeah. I mean, Provorov, 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 Ghost is Ghost. Like, yeah. It, it never, it, 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 yeah, like it literally, like it didn't go as well as I thought it would, but yeah, it's really unfortunate circumstances, to be honest. And some Chuck Fletcher moments, you know, trading. I'm not going to go to the cost of spare trade. Um, yeah, yes. Sammy Warren, I, I don't have him. No, nope. um, I think I will go Shea Theodore here. That's I think Shea pick. Theodore, yeah, it was either. I think the most comparable guy to Morin probably would have been Pesci, but I will go with Shea Theodore. Um, you know, probably, I don't know if, do I say he's more valuable than Petrangelo at this point? I, I can't say that. 
I don't know if I can say that, <laughs> but you know, 52 points, 78 or 52 points, 78 games this year, top 10 Norris voting past two years, all-star he's, I mean, I don't know why Anaheim ever traded him that quick. You know, I think it was that, was that four years after that, that was the expan that was the expansion draft. Oh, that was a Clayton Scott. Stoner moment. That yeah. Was Clayton- that, that was the, Scott will tell you it's the, uh, it's the expansion draft. Um, oh. uh, that uh, that fucked them. Yeah, um, he's on one of the best contracts in hockey for the next three years. Saying how Vegas didn't make the playoffs with how well Theodore played this year, his best season probably by far, and he's been so good in the playoffs for him too. Like in the 2020 run, I remember as a Canucks fan, he was he's insane. He's a, such a good puck moving defenseman. It's it's and you don't really think of him. You when you look at him, you don't really think of that guy being a puck moving defenseman he's six two around probably around 200 pounds can't really see it but he's you know 200 210 pounds ish like he's a big dude deceptively big guy and he's moving the puck around same thing with like kind of like Heiskanen maybe not to the extent of Heiskanen but there's a guy who can move the puck around and he's just so gifted offensively like and he's kind of one of those like modern day defensemen that I was talking yeah. about like Seth Jones or you know, you talk about with Darnell Nurse, where it's just like, puck, yeah, puck moving, skilled offensively. Um, it's just just a quality player, like just a really good guy. Like every team would want to shade Theodore on their team. Yeah, everybody would want to shade Theodore. I'll, I'll be honest with you, the, the defensive side isn't really what you're getting him for here. I think- no. He's not that good defensively. I'll be honest. He's he's on the lower end. I wouldn't say he's like Tyson Berry bad, but he's he's serviceable. He's a good he's a good defenseman. He can play defense. I just don't think he's on the level of like where like Adam Fox and McCarr are, where they're locking down players and being the best offensive guys on their team. Um, like all that's true. Edmonton would probably pay him nine and a half if they could, and. I still think he's just a really. I, I would listen. I would be happy if Shape Theodore was on the Red Wings. <laughs> I would love to be watching Shape Theodore every night. Um, so yeah, the trade back in the day was they trade Theodore to Vegas. So they select Clayton Stoner, which would protect Manson and Vatnin, who are both not on not on the team. Manson's a uh, game away from going to the finals. Uh, Vatnin. Just won the World Hockey Championship, so I mean, hey, they're both they look look like they're in better spots right now. So that's uh, Shea Theodore eleven to Philadelphia, and that would add to uh, you know, if Shea Theodore was on Philadelphia now, they would... he's uh, he's but he's above Provorov. Um, I think realistically, mm, I'm kind of going he, back. No, no, he's a, he's above Provorov, but he's below Ristolainen. Yeah. Oh, is it Provorov versus Line or not Provorov versus Line? Is this Theodore versus Line to go with that? I mean, they probably go with it. If it's Vignoli, go with it. Yeah, probably because you know you have the offense or you have the you have the defense in Theodore and the offense of Ristolainen. That's what you Which, have. There. Uh, dude, okay, next pick. Next pick. Uh, uh, is, are they still Phoenix at this point? Yeah, Phoenix. Twelve. Uh, this is the Phoenix Coyotes, who originally took Max Domi. Who uh, I I do listen. That's a good pick. I like, I like me some Max Domi. Um, yeah, I, I think I kind of wish they didn't give up on him. 
Yeah. Um, I think he still has a lot of talent there. It's it's mainly offensive. I think we've seen he's not not really a defensive guy. Um, but you know, seventy two points in eighty two games in his rookie season, he was one of the best rookies. Uh, I mean, fifty two points, eighty one games. I know that's eight years ago now or seven years ago, but the, the talent's there, right? And yeah, he's been on some rough teams recently, right? Like Columbus, you know, Carolina. He, he he's getting like ten minutes, man, and. He's been good in those 10 minutes too, I argue. Like he he scored the only goals in game the game sevens. He was score he's the only guy scoring in the game sevens. Okay. Like I don't know what else you want us to say. Like he's been good. Like and here's the thing about Domi is that he got traded to I remember he got traded to Montreal, right? Yeah. And, and that's where he had his career year and he was good. And it was just like, yeah, you know what? This is a you know, he's out of Arizona. It's a change. <laughs> he's out of Arizona, change of scenery, different culture should go well and to use him as a center and like i'm sorry yeah. but max domi is, is not best served as a center yeah. and it, it's like all those guys um you know before claude julie who am i thinking of was, was he with michelle terrian oh i think he was let me, let me that's, a, that's that's a throwback but it's that's like, a rough oh, that's rough right it's michelle terrian it's, it's rough but it's, but it's like it's all these guys who are trying to force him to be a center and it's like he's not a center. Like, just put him on the wing, give him like twelve to fourteen minutes a night on a you know in a depth role, and it's yeah. perfect. It's perfect, and it just never it never clicked in Arizona, or yeah, never clicked in Arizona. Not really. Didn't really click in Montreal. They they trade him. They trade. He's part of the Josh Anderson trade, which. Okay. I think that trade kind of worked out for both sides. In that, yeah. I don't know. The Josh Anderson contract's not the best, but he's been fine. Like for what it's worth, like he made him, he helped him get to the you know three games away from winning a Stanley Cup. You know, like I don't, I don't think you can really necessarily complain at this point about it. Um, but instead, uh, twelfth overall. Um, I gotta go Rasmus. No, um, I'm gonna go with uh Brett Cashier. Yeah, okay, never mind. I, I was about to say this is the point where we get off, but I think we're kind of on the same wavelength here. No, I'm, I'm going Pesci here. Um, again, just another solid defenseman. Um, he, he, gets, he gets lost in the mix of things in Carolina just because of the fact that Carolina doesn't get a lot of attention, and when it is on defense, it's either Slavin, um, Tony D'Angelo for the wrong reasons, or uh, Jake Gardner for the wrong reasons. Yeah, like I don't like like we don't like we don't talk about uh, Pesci enough as a defenseman, just because he is kind of boring. Yeah, you don't really he's not flashy or nothing. Like where Slavin, no. you you can pull some stuff out like that you don't expect him to do. It's kind of like Weger, where it's like, oh, this guy's actually really good offensively. You don't even realize it. Yeah, and like the analytics like Pesci, and yeah. the analytics say he's a quality defenseman, but. Um, you know, he's just a you know solid overall guy. He has 155 career points in 474 games. Um, you know, he, he's just a solid defenseman on a solid yeah. Carolina team. I I like. There's nothing much to say to add to that. It's no, really, no, you're 100 correct. That's literally Brett, it. Brett Pesci is like that guy in high school who, like, no one has beef with. Like, everybody's just kind yeah. of, like, cool with them. It's just like, yeah, no, that's just Brett. Yeah, you're not even, like, you're, like, not even, like, 
necessarily good friends with the guy, but everyone's like, you know, daps him up when you see him. Yeah, and and then it's and but then like somebody comes up to you, it's like, oh man, fuck Brett, <laughs> and it's just like, what what did Brett? What what would Brett like? <laughs> like, why 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 are you? Yeah, he's Brett? a guy like everyone like like he talks shit about him, everyone comes to beat him up. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like why why what what's yeah. Um, I, Brett Pesci, twelfth to the Ben Phoenix Coyotes. I don't think that changed anything. <laughs> Literally, that does nothing. I think for the Coyotes. Uh, I don't think. I don't think it does anything for the Coyotes. Oh I yeah, it, does. It, it literally like has a neutral effect on the team. It's like it, it's just it's just a lawful neutral. Like it doesn't really yeah. do anything for the Coyotes whatsoever. Um. Okay. Winni- next Winnipeg point. is thirteen. They took Josh Morrissey with this pick. Um, I have Josh Morrissey a few picks below this. Um, Josh Morrissey would have sufficed here. I think. I think this year was his best year of his whole career. Um, I, I, I don't know if that's a hot take from you. <laughs> that's probably we'll get your praise, but no, I, I, I he, he bounced back much better defensively from what I saw from the analytics. Yes. And even watching the games, he he looked much more engaged. Uh, watching the bubble games, especially, he did not look like a serviceable defenseman some games, but he did not look like a top defenseman like they want him. I, I believe he can be like what Morgan Riley is, whereas like he's the number one guy, but like he don't really, you know, it's not like you don't want him to be kind of like what Quinn Hughes arguably could be. I hope he's not. I hope he's Quinn Hughes is Quinn Hughes has been improving a lot, so I can't say it. I'm not gonna jinx him or nothing. I the, the well the funny thing with me is people hearing like you know, like Jets fans who are like, you know what we need is defense. And it's just like you guys like have Josh Morrissey, Brendan Dillon, uh, Neil Peon, like Schmidt. Schmidt. Like your or your overall like core of demon isn't that bad. I don't. I get why. Like, uh, I'll be honest though. It's funny because probably Demello's their best. One of their better. Demello, like literally Dylan Demello, like another like solid deep like. On a good one... contract too. Like it, it, they have some. I don't know. Winnipeg's weird. Now I don't understand it. Um, like I'm they, gonna. They, tr- they, they traded Truba too, and it's just like, yeah, no, we're missing like top D man. It's like Jacob <laughs> Truba. I like Jacob Truba. He wasn't really a, a top D guy. Yeah, sure. I mean Truba has been good up until today. He was really good. Uh, I say for the Rangers. Yeah. Today he's the reason they lost. Um, I'm not gonna go with him. I'm gonna go with another right guy, right hand guy. It's Ryan. Or it's Tyler Truba. He wasn't in this draft, but I'm going with Ryan Pulak. I think it's a guy. I think he brings a lot of what probably what Winnipeg needs, which is a guy who's more defensive oriented, but can play the. He kind of reminds you of probably a better version of Morrissey or even a better version of Pionk. I think that's just a taller guy who can just. He's a really. He's just good defensively, good penalty killer, doesn't really take many penalties, and just a good defenseman. It's kind of the same with Pellich, right? That's why they work so well together in New York. Or, and, and it's kind of like Pesci, too. And like, none of these guys are flashy. Like, they're literally yeah. just like consistently good demon that you yeah. can rely upon. He's a shot on him, too, dude. He's pretty good offensively. He does have a shot on him. That's that is a good point. He does have a nice shot. Um, yeah, there's not much to add to that. I'd say I think it's just pretty obvious. He's just been good. Obviously, I think this year was probably a down year for him, but like, for who wasn't it for that team? I don't think Barzell even was at 0.8 points a game this year, but yeah, it's whatever. Um, what's the next one? Uh, I believe it's Columbus. It is. They took Wenberg. Do we go with Wenberg? No. Um, nah. Who are you gonna go with? 
you know what? I'll 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 do it. I'll I'll go. Come on, say it. I know what you want to say. I'll go Darnell Nurse. Okay, let's go. I'll take Nurse because listen, like Seth Jones, I think he's a good defenseman. There's just no reason to be putting him <laughs> as a number one and paying him nine point two five million. There just isn't. I'm sorry. Like you, you, there are this this timeline this would say that they would have Nurse Wrensky <laughs> and Seth Jones. Like they literally have like three of the same guys, three and, exact same dudes. <laughs> and, and like, I'm sorry, but <sighs> Wrensky also signed the the Hughes deal where it's like six years because like we're not gonna do eight because you, you, I know I'm gonna leave. <laughs> yeah, and and I mean like. There's like, at his best is a really good defenseman. Though I'm gonna nurse, I'm not nurse, gonna... nurse, nurse, here's the thing. Nurse, unlike Duncan Keith, doesn't get like fucking turned around at the blue line anytime somebody goes by. It's just sometimes, man, when he's it's it's obviously the Canadian thing where we are always more critical of people we watch more and, and just Canadian media in general. Um but it, there's times where he just looks scared when there's guys coming towards him. It's 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 insane to watch he's not you know it's not really a good penalty killing defenseman he's not he's good defensively sometimes you know I, i'm not I'll, I'll give him that it's it's obviously defensive at the end of the day he's your number one guy so he's pretty good defending it, the main thing there is his offensive capabilities i would say i don't think like his offense shines more than his defense does if we're being honest here and he's not really the most disciplined guy so that's kind of why he drops much more for me here and like do you know that Darnell Nurse? Good lord, Darnell Nurse has the fourth uh, highest career penalty minutes from this draft class. <laughs> I see you. Number one is <laughs> yes, yeah. That 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 totally checks out. Listen, yeah, it's the door off Domi and Ryan Hartman, thirty-five goal scorer Ryan Hartman. Listen, <sighs> do, I, I go with Nurse here too, right? Like it's it's a good pick. It's it's rough it's it's rough what the, the contract is for him if he's getting seven if he has the ekman larson if contract if, 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 point, he, it's fine. If, if he's getting a riley deal that's yeah, fine if yeah. he's getting the hughes deal riley deal i think it's seven you cannot pull, pay more than 7.5 for him no i think 7.5 is also like five for and i also want to say with nurse i think nurse this postseason i, I want to do a rankings on this Nurse is up there on my fake tough guy list. Nurse does so so much shit after the whistle that it's like, dude. That's what I want to do now. Let me think of my top. Because I was thinking about today. I would give, as much as I like him, I would give McDonough one. (laughs) Because even though he's a guy... Uh, even though he's a guy who can fight, I I don't... He probably could, right? I don't know. I don't don't watch Ryan McDonough fights, but he's a guy who... He's a dick after the whistle, but you know I've never seen him drop the gloves. Uh, that's why I wouldn't give like Maroon and Reeves this stuff because you see no, him fight all no, time. No, 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 no. This is like I would I would, I would throw Evander Kane in this list because I think Evander Kane. Is yeah, not fair. Guy. There's another uh, guy I'm thinking of. I can't think Dar- of. Darnell Nurse, um, Tyler <laughs> Not really. Ty- uh, Meyer, from what I've watched, Myers isn't really that. And Myers has fought people too, and he's he's done pretty well in him. I'd say. Not for the Ooh. right reasons. I think it was Ooh, Dylan it, last year. It was like, 
I'm thinking back to like the 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 pandemic bubble when it's just like was he like did him and Kevin Fiala have like beef for like three? No, days? he. I know the the COVID like the the Canada division. I know Myers had a brutal hit, got suspended, and he had to fight the next day. I just. I'm thinking back to like when they played Minnesota in the qualifying round. And I swear, like, Myers and somebody else were, like, trying to go toe-for-toe for, for, like, who could take more penalties. Oh, God. Um, No, anyways, we're getting off off topic here. We'll do that for another podcast, this fake tough guy ranking. Um, Darnell Darnell Nurse, 14th overall to Columbus. Um, You're welcome, Darnell. (laughs) I'm I'm doing you a solid. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to do... Uh, this it. is 15. This is the Islanders. They uh they took Kulak in uh, in real life, so now they're fucked. Now now you you just you took their guy. They're they're scrambling here as to who t- they weren't gonna take Darnell Nurse, I'll tell you that much, but you know, they're still scrambling. Um, well, if they want a defenseman here, I think probably the best defenseman here is probably Morrissey. I would go with Morrissey. I'm not gonna go with him though. I think I'm gonna go with my heart's telling me to do it, man. It's just funny. It's Sunday night, man. I'm kind of lost here. I'm not going to lie. It's, he's a really good player, so I, I want to go with him. But it's between it's between one of your guys. Like, you know who it is, obviously, how I said it. Oh, I thought you were – okay, I thought you were going a different route here. No, I'm, I'll go with him. I'll go with Tyler Patuzzi. Okay. Oh, I'm not going with Mantha first. I'm sorry. I'm not going. I'm going with Tyler Bertuzzi. Um, Tyler Bertuzzi, you know, this year he obviously had a great year, 62 and 68. A lot of that is attributed to the way Raymond and Larkin played. Um, but no disrespect to him, 30 goals in 70 games, less than 70 games is a good feat. And out, to get a 30 goal score this late in the draft is pretty good, I would say. Um. And a guy who's been consistently improving each year, right? Like it's a, not a he's not really the defensive guy, but he's a, you know he's a fucking power forward. The best, like kind of like a definition of a power forward scorer, like essentially what every team wants. Marshan Light, if you will. I'm trying um, to think of who who like like kind of like a, a Zach Hy- not Hyman, Michael Bunty maybe kind of. Kind of, but I I put Bertuzzi at a much higher. Yeah, uh, um, Bunting because Bunting, I, we got an easy more of him. He, he played well, but that was mainly because I would say Matthews and Marner drove it most of the play there. I'm just trying to think of like you say, like big physical dude who's not as big. Not really that big. And he's six one, so it's big, right? But it's nothing it's like big in, it's, it's big in today's world. But he's not afraid to throw the body around either. Yeah, and that's that's what you want. And he, he's. For what it's worth, he's pretty disciplined. Like for for what it, we are getting out of him, he's only had forty seven penalty minutes this year in sixty eight games. And he's never even had over forty. Was after like since this year, like only this year is the only year he's had over forty. And so you're you're getting a guy who can be that tough dude you want, but he's not going to he's not really taking the the bad penalties each game that you might think he would. Uh, uh, I think Bertuzzi's probably more valuable. <laughs> I think Bertuzzi's probably more valuable to you than I th- I think you think he is. <laughs> I hear the thing. Um, I I view him more as like a Red Wing, like where the Red Wings are now. Like remember last, not last year. Well, not this season, but last season when they moved Manta, because they yeah. decided like, yeah, Manta is probably not on like our timeline of winning compared to when he, his timeline of winning is. And that's I think that's worked where, out well for him too, for both sides. 
I think so, and I think that's kind of where Bertuzzi is too. Where where it's like Bertuzzi is probably not on the same like Bertuzzi should be in the playoffs right now, and I'd hope they're just, there next year. Pardon? I'd hope they'd be there next year, hoping. Uh, <laughs> but that that's court where I view him as. But like no Bertuzzi, like fuck, if he was on. Like, he's somebody like the Rangers would totally, like, if he was available, like, the Rangers under Gallant, he would totally be a fit with the Rangers. Um, he, he would probably. Oh, yeah. That's like that New York electric. He would soak that shit up, dude, all yeah. day. That's like uh, Bertuzzi's like top five electric dude, something like at, at his peak. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I don't know how he would do with the Islanders at this time. Like, it's kind of, it's, it's, kind of weird with Detroit now and you know Detroit and the island Detroit and the Islanders are kind of vice versa where like Detroit was at the end of their success going on a rebuild where the Islanders were like ending their failures and then starting to get good um like fucking Tyler Bertuzzi on those Islanders playoff runs (laughs) too man like that would be he'd get a song like Josh Bailey yeah like he would just be that good I, I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it for a second. Yeah. Um, but that's a good pick yeah, for Tuesday good. to the Islanders. 16. 16, 16 to twenty. I think we can probably just speed run this a bit more. Uh, uh, the Saber, God, it's Saber awesome. Zadorov. Uh, he's big. Uh, he takes one year contracts because no team will want to lock up Nikita Zadorov. That's bad. That's this a bad is, thing to do. This this doesn't get talked about enough. The fact that the Buffalo Sabers took Nikita Zadorov. And Rasmus Ristolainen with two top twenty picks, like they not only did they like they they you know swung for the fences with Ristolainen, they doubled down on the same player with Nikita Zadorov. Unfucking believable. Yeah, the teams know that Zadorov is kind of a shutdown guy, whereas Ristolainen, they, 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 still a chance. Oh, God. Um, the Sabers go with Josh Morrissey here. Yeah. That's um. Cool. Because he is better, he is better than. It's just Nikita Zadorov, but much better in every aspect except big. That's it. That's like Tyler Myers. Uh, his Instagram cat or his Instagram bio is just tall. That's it. Yeah, he he gets it. He understands. He understands he, what he, it's for. He under, he knows his role. Um. I think we already touched on Morrissey a bit earlier. So yeah, Morrissey, go good good player, good defenseman. Uh, dub guy, you get a dub guy. I, I'm, I'm all for picking WHL guys. Uh, you get the uh, 17th overall uh, pick here. That was Curtis with, Laser. With that, so, <laughs> Bizarre. And that was uh, Ottawa, wasn't it? Or is that Calgary? Yeah, Ottawa, Ottawa. Ottawa. Um, so my next upcoming guy is Bjorkstrand, uh, but I'm going to go with Carter Verhage, I think. <laughs> I think I'm going to go. Are you going to go Carter Verhage? I might go Carter Verhage over Bjorkstrand. I know there's more guys, but I think I'm just – I think Verhage is a guy that is just – it's just show – it's just Ottawa. It just uh, – if I mean, it depends on what you think of Verhage. Verhage is probably more of a comparable to Bunting than, than – um, we were just talking about was then then Tyler Bertuzzi was I would say, I mean I think I mean, maybe I don't know maybe I'm just being disrespectful to Carter Verhage but you know 
great player. He was leading. He was leading Florida this year. I think that's we saw the best we've ever seen of Carter Verhage in these playoffs. Um, great. Uh, he's he plays so well on whatever line. He's a guy literally you can play anywhere in the lineup. He's good defensively. He's not really a penalty killer, but he's a guy if you want him there, you probably could have played it. You know, he's good on the power play. He. He's a, just a good all-around winger. He has a good contract right now, so that kind of like if you're thinking about it that way. Um, but the guy, I mean, championship mentality, I guess. I don't know. He didn't really play much in that Tampa run, but he, you know, he was there. He, yeah, he he definitely somebody Ottawa would have uh probably like moved on, like probably moved like like there's been a Jad trade where it's like they would have yeah. moved him and taken a second rounder for like. Fucking throw it, throw in, you know, centerman here. Um, Hamannick. Hamannick, or I'm trying to think of somebody else who, like, um, you know, Sergey Kostitsin. Yeah, Andre, <laughs> both of them. Both of them. Um, I think Bjorkstrand would have, I don't know, I think Bjorkstrand in my head right now. Maybe, obviously, I don't know if Batherson was even in the picture at this point, but obviously it took Batherson, so I think that Bjorkstrand would have kind of falling out there. Verhage is a guy who can play both sides and is a much better defensive player than Bjorkstrand. I don't know if maybe you could hot take that. I don't really watch Columbus much. Maybe Columbus fans, if there's any, can tell me how great Bjorkstrand is defensively. But I actually, I have, seen, a, I have a story about Bjorkstrand because um, former Portland Winterhawk, uh, dub story. Um, we, I, I remember I was talking uh, before one of the Silver Tips games uh, with you know, one of the broadcasters and, you know, basically when he was talking with players, asking them about Oliver Bjorkstrand, like anytime they would just do a face-off, it's like, yeah, this guy just won the draw. And they hadn't even dropped the puck. It's like, yeah, this guy already <laughs> just won. Like this guy's already just so good. He like yeah. dominated junior so much. Yeah. Like, Bjorkstrand, I'm, I'm happy. Like it's, I know. Okay. And this is like a plus minus thing. It doesn't matter. Minus 35, but like he was one of the, he was their best, like arguably their best forward. Like, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's it's stupid to look at plus minus unless it's the Zadorov or not Zadorov, the wrist alignment thing where, you know, minus 100. It's so awful that you, you have to talk about yeah, it. Yeah. It's like, an, it's in like an outlier, but like a believable, like really believable. <laughs> where okay. it's like not even an outlier on paper because it's like it's what you expect to <laughs> whatever um 18 is san jose from detroit i think all right so i have two picks left you have one um it was there originally sorry it was miracle mueller yeah that just didn't work former ever silver tip miracle yeah that, I, that was another guy i was high on because he was really good in shell uh, he, he wasn't good in NHL. I know he got time with Devils recently, but I can't. Yeah. We got though. Who am I gonna take here? Yeah, you got you got a few guys. You got Duclair, Domi. You got Bjorkstrand. You know Pop, what? Julian, you know what? Mantha. I, I I I I. You know what? I I will go Domi, cause you're gonna die or Max Domi. I'm going to, I'm going to go Max Domi because of the fact that I've always said, I've always said, I want to play off. Like I said, this years ago. I want a playoff line that is just Max Domi and the Kachuk brothers. Oh, I just want good. that. I just want that <laughs> playoff line. I don't like, if I get the opportunity to get Domi, I'm going to figure out a way to get both the Kachuk somehow. 
and just run that line in the postseason and commit several felonies along the way. <laughs> I mean, hey, that could happen on Calgary one day, man. You never know. Uh, but Domi, we talked about him. Really, I, I listen. You you put him in like a middle, not even a middle six, like a bottom six role oh, for like. So, uh, so that that by the way that. And, <laughs> Mirko Mueller, bro. Okay, so Mirko Mueller trade. Sorry, I just cut you off fully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mirko Mueller was traded to the Sharks that pick for a first later, like the twentieth overall, and the fifty eighth, which ended up being Mantha and Bertuzzi. (laughs) So Detroit with the fleece there. Ken Holland, (laughs) uh, fucking nailed that one, didn't he? Yeah, there you go. There's one. Um, Uh, Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna do Domi Domi uh 18. Yeah, uh, uh, that's fine. This is the point where it's like whatever. Kind of like you kind of it's what you think, and I think that's a good. I that's a good uh, <laughs> what do you call it? I just good like Max Domi. Yeah. yeah. Um, 19. I'll go with Andrew Kopp. Uh, 19 normally was Kirby Reichel. Uh, Kirby Reichel. Where is it? I have so many tabs open. Kirby Reichel was in the. So is that pit? So it was originally Rangers, and that was the Rick Nash deal, which was Kirby Reichel's pick, uh, Brandon Dubinsky, Artem Anisimov, and Tim Erickson for Rick Nash, Stephen Delisle, and the third round pick in this draft, which ended up being Pavel Buchnevich. So, <laughs> you know, so you just got like, it's oh, absurd. It's really absurd. Some of these trades back, um, man. <laughs> And then, oh, okay, we're not going to get to 22, but I'll talk about it real quick. That was a Mark Kandari, the signing rights to Red O'Bara, which I'm pretty sure they signed him and he played the next year as a starting goalie and they sucked. Um, and then the pick, which ended up being Emil Poirier, and they traded away Jay Bowmeister. <laughs> so the, there's some rough <laughs> trades in this draft. I think every trade here has been pretty rough. Uh, every trade sucks. Yeah, every trade kind of sucks. Is there any bad ones? There's Jack Johnson and Marco Dano for Jeff Carter. And there's Lane McDermott, Cody Payne, and the pick for Jason Dixon, Dickinson for Yarmir Yager. <laughs> Yarmir Yager is involved in a 20. Dude, there's so many insane trades in here. There's actually like the Camilleri, Kari Rommel for Zach Fucali and Patrick Holland and Rennie Bork. There's a Jacob De La Rose trade for Andre Kostitsin. So a, there is like, a Kostitsin connection yeah. here. There's a cl- the trade for the Klimchuk pick, Agostino for Jerome Ginla. <laughs> like, there's, there's some big trades in this draft. Some of them are worse than others. Uh, we're at 19. I'm not taking Kirby Rifle. I'm taking Andrew Kopp. Andrew Kopp has been so good in the, these playoffs. He's been a main reason why the Rangers. So this is also like, you know, recency bias, and I kind of like the Rangers. Um, but even on Winnipeg, watching him last year, I think I got a lot of more watch time last year especially the Canada but I saw Winnipeg much more than I usually do and Andrew Kopp's a guy who's so underrated I don't think the points even really you, you don't really get what like he could have probably as many points like he could be closer to point per game than like what he is like but he does so many things well he's a, he's a I don't even know what I, I always like comparing him to be like players to other players but He's just a good two-way guy. He's, a, he's like reliable and he'll get you 60 points. There's not much to say. Um, yeah, cop. He's a guy you can play anywhere in the lineup. That's the best part about him. You see how he he's been, I think he's on the third line a few times with the Rangers, but then you know, with Panarin and Strom, it, it like clicked instantly, and they've been great ever since. So 
I mean, I think he's a guy who can also even move further up on this because I think he, even now, I think he still has a lot of unlocked potential. I think, I mean, he was over point per game with them in the regular season, I'm pretty sure, at least with the Rangers from that small time frame, and he's been close to it with, with them recently, so that's good. And he's this, one of their best face-off takers. This is arguably peak cop. Yeah. Um, but but at the same time, I think we've always said that, like, Andrew Kopp is that guy, like, oh, if you get to the playoffs, he's going to do really well in the yeah. playoffs. And, lo and I mean, behold, he he's doing really well in the playoffs with the Rangers. Obviously, so, I think Jets fans were happy that they made it to the third round because they get a first instead of a second with their trade, which is good for them. I can't wait to see who they use it on. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, 20th. I... I Okay. Yeah, I, okay. I, I, I like that pick. Um, you know, hopefully he, he can stay healthy for the rest of his career. You know, he's had yeah. some injury problems. Yeah, I think that's the main uh, issue with him. But I still think that's a good pick there, just yeah. especially the way he's been playing recently, which usually affects my picks a lot. I'll, I'll be honest. <laughs> um, 20th Detroit. Oh, last one here. Do you think well, you're gonna stay with it? I stuck with it, mine, but uh, there's always yeah. I, I I'm I probably yeah. I'll I'll stick with Manta. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, again, I, maybe I would have went with Bjorkstrand there because we kind of really haven't talked. We talked about him earlier, but I, well, I think I'm. I was gonna say I I would either put um, Bjorkstrand, Burakovsky. I think I'd put Bjorkstrand there instead of ooh, I called him Rick Nash Light. I called him that's why I called Anthony Mantha. But and I I mean I get why, but like, you know, yeah, yeah, Burakovsky, you have I, I really like Anthony Duclair. Nuchuskin uh, is another one. Nuchuskin, Bjorkstrand, Ryan Hartman even. Like I, I do like 35 the, goals, Ryan Hartman. I do like me a little Ryan Hartman. I do like me a little third in know, penalty minutes this draft. I do like me a little, you know, Dominic Kubalik. Like I do like me a little bit, you know. He's a guy who's probably going to be on my list if it wasn't for the past two seasons. If it's just his rookie season, I probably would have put him on. I like a, I like a little, you know, Miles Wood. Um, I'll give Arturi Lekkinen a shout out here too because he's been real so good. He's another guy who probably doesn't get enough respect because he was so good last year and he's been arguably better this year. The he was, just like analytically, like he was Montreal's best player. Like if you go, exactly. like, I remember Jay Fresh like showing a bunch of graphics of like. I can pull I it up right now. I think I, I had yeah, a subscription to it for like a month, and then I stopped using it. Oh, I still have. Do I still have it? But yeah, keep going. It, like basically, like Jay Fresh would whatever like because Montreal like this year, um, Jay Fresh would Jay Fresh would be like, listen, I don't know what the hell is going on in Montreal. But are Terry Leckin in it actually performing well compared to everybody else who isn't? Yeah, he's a 77% pro- projected war and 75% offense. It's 97% yeah. even defense. He's, he's pretty good, man. And that's it's upgrade from last year. So I, I'm going to go with Manta uh, with the final pick. Um, give some I mean, shout outs to some last players here. I think Manta's a good, I think Manta's a guy who. It, it, he's someone who I feel like can score so do so much better and it never happens. So that's why I, I always have, you know, I, I'm cause I, I feel like the reason I would go with Bjorkstrand or Drew here is cause at least 
they can i think they're capable of running their own line i don't know if mantha's that guy i don't know if mantha's a guy who can run you know you know he's, a, he's not like he can't be the engine to like you know provide he's a guy who's like you're passing to to score he's the guy who's you know in there to be like be a big body he's, whereas i think Drewan can do more dynamic things with the puck or bjorkstrand but that's that's just me it depends on what you want him for well, I, I think with Manta, like, now that we're in the playoffs, Manta's one of those guys who I would like on, like, if I was a playoff team, I would love to be playing for instead of playing against. That's the point. That's where I'd like, it's, would you get to that point? Would you go with Bjorkstrand or Duran? Where, I mean, Duran's obviously gotten pretty far in the playoffs of Tampa in 2015 or 2016, and he did really well in it. But, you know, the, not every good scorer in the playoffs or in the regular season will play good in the playoffs. I mean, I think Burkowski's one because we're talking about him here. He had 62 points this year and he's not been nearly non-existent in the playoffs. So it's not always, that's a guy who I think can like do pretty well on his own. So, you know, it, it depends on what you need. It's, it's, it, it, that's why I don't like, I've kind of like learned to be more sympathetic of GMs, not in all cases, obviously because Jake Bertanen incident and all that shit, <laughs> you know, there's we, we Canucks has some bad picks. I don't think it's I, I don't think it's a matter of I think what it is now I'm getting older and I'm getting more mature and I'm kind of understanding I'm getting a better understanding of why teams are making like picking these guys and what they're looking for and it, and especially like we're doing this dra- like redraft almost ten years after the original draft yeah, right exactly. like it's it's such a crapshoot like. when I'm doing my research, I'm like looking at all these players and it's like, if I'm a GM, like you're really just hoping for like one NHL. Like you're looking for like, like, like there's 32 guys in a draft who are, you know, 40 guys, 40 to 60 guys. I'll say. That'll make the NHL probably. That'll make the NHL. And be like relatively good. Like, you know, play like a hundred, couple hundred games at least. Yeah. Like, like there's like, and then there's 30 guys who are actually probably going to be like real legit, you know, you know, like five, you're getting like 500 plus games out of them. Like, yeah. in the like, like, like you, you, like you're the odds of you actually getting, um, you know, hall of famers or like top line players. It's just so rare. And so unlikely. Yeah, the, the, if you're reading top line, like bonafide top line in this draft, like it, like wingers, like, it's really just the top few guys there. It's McKinnon, Barkov, Gensel, Lindholm, Buchnevich, and then the rest. You know, maybe Bertuzzi gets up there one day. Like, like, like you, you have, a, you have a. That's you four know, guys. Yeah, That's and and in your hat, you know, fucking, you have two. You have really two goalies in this draft class. Yeah, who's really worth draft? Jari the was one? the other one. Jari, okay. And I mean, like Jari. He's been like, good recently, and I, he got so much flack for Game 7. That's not his fault. I don't know why people are doing flack for Game 7. Um, but, you know, he's a guy who, you know, he's been up and down. You never know what you're going to get out of him. Obviously, this year, you got the good side of him. You might get the games. You might get the New York Islanders series, you know. Oh, yeah. Whereas you get one good goalie, Saros. And this is 10 years after, so you know, like, what it's been. But, and, and, again, like, not to be a dead, you know, be on a dead horse here, but, like, you <laughs> – like 
Saros took so long to get to this point. It's almost 10 years. And yeah. now Saros is finally an elite goalie. Like you have to have that patience. You have to have that plan in place for that guy you're drafting. Yeah. Or else you're setting him up to fail to begin with. I mean, you can tell like a lot of the plans from these. I mean, I think Buffalo's plan at this point was always to go big. You, you draft those two guys, you know, Sidorov and, and then him, and then you draft Gergensen the year before. You're draw, you're you're going for this big lineup, and then two years later, like, oh fuck, it's not working. Get Jack Eichel, and then that doesn't work, and then it just keeps going on and on. Now well, they get Owen like, Power. Well, and like with Buffalo, like they're like fucking everybody was zagging from those kind of guys, and Buffalo still was like, no, we're gonna get you know six four big demon, and it's just like. Like they didn't get it. Like the Sabres, like that's a, a takeaway yeah. from this draft class. Is like the Sabres didn't get it. They they didn't yeah. understand that, like where the league was going. And as a result, um, you know, they 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 paid the price. They they're still swimming in futility. I yeah, also I want mean, to talk. I, I also want to talk about. Sorry. Um, you have one more point you wanted to add with that? I was gonna say like I mean at least Gil- Gergensen made one All Star game. I'm pretty sure it was it Gergensen's. <laughs> Uh, I, in? No, I don't. Maybe it wasn't Gergensen's. It was someone else, but someone got voted in because their whole country voted for him. Yeah, um, Big Travis Gergensen's, wasn't it? With Latvia? Oh, no. It, it, it was. I don't think he ever actually got in, but he, he was voted top because all Latvia voted for him. Um, I was going to say the other, if, the, I, doing research for this, um, the New York Rangers. Had like they killed it this draft class because they had uh I'm, I'm pulling it up here the new york rangers drafted pavel buchnevich 75th overall yeah anthony duclair 80th overall and ryan graves 110th overall like gms are, are are you know are happy if they get one quality guy in a draft class the rangers got three and the rangers butchered like none of those guys are on the team anymore yeah. they butchered all of those trades they butchered the Buchnevich trade um they fucking traded duclair and whatever for uh i guess they got a first round pick but i have to go back and see what all that those and, picks were and then so there's for, the for, graves for big for craig big they traded ryan graves for craig big because was Colorado- craig? it was chris chris sorry, chris, <laughs> chris, chris. <laughs> Uh, Chris Bigris. Craig sounds like Craig Reve. Um, yeah. Chris Bigris, um, like, because Colorado knew where the league was heading at this time. This was in a few, you know, a few years down the road with the Graves trade. But, like, fuck. Like, I can't believe the Rangers, as much as I like the Rangers and how they've built this team, I can't believe the Rangers squandered three quality players. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, that's just like, yeah. People are so impatient now. People are so, um, you know, maybe and look how good Graves would have been instead of you know, no, no disrespect to Braden Schneider, right? Like he's been, he's kind of another guy who's kind of just like, you know, he, Ryan Graves is an upgrade on Braden Schneider at this point in time. Braden Schneider is gonna be good, I think. He's gonna be much. I think it's just you know, he kind of got thrown in this year. And then it's also the case that Patrick Namath is, is so bad and Jared Tenorti are they're horrible and don't even get me started on Libor Hayek. You know, like the, the, they have such terrible depth down there that like 
you know, imagine Graves on the, the bottom pairing with Braun and, you know, you know how good that would be instead of, you know, Schneider and Braun. Because Braun's been pretty good this playoff. Well, they, well, that's just it. They just, again, you know, fucking Libor Hayek was in the McDonough trade. And it's just yeah. like, you know, you probably don't need to, you know, if you yeah. have Graves, you're not probably worried that much about it. But I don't know. And then again, you know, the course of everything may have changed. They might not draft Miller. They might not do this and that. But yeah, I mean, if it had it worked out, everything else, like everything else, worked the same way. You know, Graves is an upgrade here. But what I, it is, think, what it is. I think my like one of my takeaway for all of this is is that um, you need to have patience. I get that we live in a world where everything needs to happen right now, and everybody wants to win right now. But yeah. with the with hockey players especially. Um, you have to be patient in drafting them. You have to have a, a proper system in place for them to do well. If you don't have that system, they're probably not going to do well. That's why the Red Wings were, you know, as good as they were for so long, because they had that system in place to get players yeah. in not only to just Detroit, but getting them into Grand Rapids and then, you know, working their way up properly. Um Yeah. Canucks it's, had that with a few guys too back in the day. I mean, it, it's yeah. getting. I'm hoping it gets a bit better now. It's it got. It, Benning did do a decent enough job with most not Vertan and obviously and a few others and Shinkarik and this, but that was Gillis. Uh, but you know we did pretty good with the Manitoba Moose back there. We got Bieksa. You know, you beat the shit out of Fedor Fedorov and then got a spot. <laughs> and then I saw someone like I think there's a picture of Elliot tweeting out like, hey. BX gets his back uh, back again. You saw that tweet. His picture. Yes, BX. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. The first reply is like, uh, "I'll put this guy. Get the security card. They might he might jump somebody. Somebody." And the first reply is like, <laughs> a BX a fan account saying, "Oh, better Federov's alt account found." <laughs> um, but you know they did a good job of BX uh, Kessler and, and a bunch of guys. And uh, I can't. Uh, Hogson was another one. There's there's a bunch of guys that went through the system, and I think teams don't really do that much now they kind of throw them into i think i i would i would always wish kako got another year or two in, in europe before he came over and same with puya rv um you know the i you know one what would their trajectories be like if they didn't have this like you know this wall they hit right like you know when you hit that wall as a rookie where you're kind of thrown in and you don't really you know maybe you, those are guys who are like big guy like these big prospects that were meant to like you know revolutionize your team and then come and do nothing and you know what would another few years of develop do it's, it's just how the sport is now in hockey but i'm hoping it turns back to you know give a give them a bit more patience that's why i'm not too quick on calling anyone a bust from the past like five drafts right now mm-hmm. and, and i mean like nathan mckinnon is the exception not the rule like everybody wants to find Nate McKinnon's and Alec Barkovs. Those are also two guys who are like they ended up blooming pretty late. Like as Huberto, especially. I know Huberto isn't here, but we're talking about Florida. And then Mac too. Like Mac was only getting like 50 points a year, and then he ended up out of nowhere. It's getting hundred. Well, he will get hundreds when he gets a healthy season in. And remember too, with Colorado, like they had the the really shitty year. Like oh, in, yeah, like that they had the, year. They had that year. And I'm sure there were people then who were just like, oh, you got to get rid of all the, you know, Landis dog, like you got to get rid of all these guys. Yeah, like Rankton's probably in the mix, you know, you get just like everything you worked for and like, why would you get rid of these guys? You know, now you get like, I mean, Makar worked out so quick, right? Not not everyone's going to be like that, you know? And yeah, not, not, not everybody's Makar or Bowen Byron. 
like not all those like and even byram's probably like you he's a top five pick he's he's that's like a guy who's like an average top five pick where it's like he's gonna be good and he just takes like that trajectory he has like a normal trajectory he's like the most i think that's what i would think of i think he can get to like the star level but he's just taking normal trajectory where some people might take like you know where mckinnon's like he that's where like like maybe byram's at like he might take the mckinnon trajectory where he's like he's good now but he might get even better later where like you know byram's at that 50 point mark where you'll get to that 100 point mark kind of like similar to mckinnon um any other names that we're missing in this draft i have a list you... of canucks here uh spencer That's... martin shout out madison bowie justin bailey um, i'll shout out marco dano he wasn't a canuck but um, Hunter Shinkarik, uh, Tyler Mott, Tucker Mott. Pullman, and Jason Mott. Dickinson. Mott girl summer. Um, yeah, I'm hoping they win just because I like Tyler Mott. Um, other guy, other guys. I I feel like we should mention that we're in this draft class. Uh, Will Butcher. Will Butcher. Who, yeah. Will kind of falling but- off. Well, Will Butcher always just is like. Will Butcher is that guy in Chell who's just available every summer on a cheap deal yeah. in my GM. Yeah, but he's like uh, his rating hasn't been like lowered yet, but he's still like 84 overall from like yeah. two years ago. But he's actually like, <laughs> like no, I don't know. I don't want. I don't want to just bully this guy. But you know, there's a bunch of guys like we talk about Duclair, uh, Jari, Kubalik. I mean, Ristolainen, and God forbid, but Burkowski's another guy. We probably could have brought him in. It's just the inconsistency with him that we've seen recently. But, I mean, he, he got 62 points. And, like, I think – I don't know if he played all the games, but it was around 80 games. That's top five scorer on their team. Um, Cal Peterson was in this draft class. Yeah. Who, uh, I think he, the next goalie up after that was Marcus Hogberg or Eric Comrie, from what I saw. Yeah, one of those guys. Um, God. Yeah, it, it, I think it was a pretty, pretty like deceptively deep. Uh, I think it would be the best word. It, you, there's a bunch of guys that are still playing, and like, the, you know, there's a bunch of guys that have made their way and like, you know, impacted in ways that, you know, Duran's not the top guy, but he's a top six forward. And I don't think anyone would complain having him on his team. And then Hartman took a while to get to the point he's at. But then now he's scoring 35 goals a season, apparently. You know, who knows? What if he goes to 40 next year? What if he doesn't fall off and he just goes even further? You never know. Never know. Um, Adam Ernie. Adam Ernie, yeah. Yeah, GOAT. Legend. He's in this draft class. Uh, he has a smaller a smaller point share, fewer point shares than uh, Nick Paul, who is also in this draft class. Oh, Shout really? Nick Paul. Damn, Nicholas, uh, Paul Nick, Nicholas Paul, which is... Uh, that Nick Paul. So Nick Paul mm-hmm. is in this draft class. Oh, he is. I didn't completely forgot about it. He's a guy who could probably get in here. Like, and, and he deserves a mention. That's fair. Thanks for bringing that up. Uh, Andreas Janssen. Yeah, he had a good start to the season. I know he kind of fell off. But, you know, Brack kept going. I think that also that was a good thing for the Devils. That- so he put he played well. Most guys who leave the Leafs usually play well. <laughs> Well, I was gonna say there's three guys in this in the round seven who have played at least 200 NHL games, and that's Kubalik, Janssen, and Uyghur. I don't know how rare that is, but like, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yes, yeah, so, I mean getting Uyghur in that. I mean, there's a lot of guys. I mean, Nick Paul obviously. I think Ottawa like nurtured him so much. Then you trade him away. 
I guess rough for a bunch of Ottawa fans, but I think they got Matthew Joseph in return, but that's how it's kind of worked out for him. Nick, well, Nick, the funny thing, like, I like Nick Paul. Like, I'm not just, like, I liked him, like, when he was with Ottawa because he was part yeah. of those guys that they were rebuilding with. Yeah. And then they just moved on from him. And it's just like, okay, so now you're, like, now you're trading away guys from the rebuild who, like, you told me were going to be good. I'm not Someone that I'm an Ottawa fan. Someone gave me a selkie vote last year. Sorry, I thought that was insane. I the most ridiculous thing ever was somebody giving Luke Glendening a selkie vote when Detroit someone was gave, someone gave Horvat and JT Miller votes this year. Top five votes. Probably Drance. Yeah. Hundred uh, <laughs> percent. Yeah, Miller vote. I think he did that as a joke, dude. Hundred percent. There's no way, dude. I've said that the reason we lost many overtime games is because of JT Miller. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what he's talking. About. Whoever's did that needs to be put on a watch list, dude. Um, is there any other name in this that we're missing here? Uh, I know um, uh, Christers got. Godlevskis. Okay, that's like. that's that's enough. I mean, maybe we ended up that. I just want to throw that out there because he uh he, he stopped Canada from almost winning a game once, <laughs> almost. Jordan Subban. Canucks, another draft. Canucks legend. I should have forgot him. He's in this draft class. Um, Fun fact: Demko and him lived together in Utica, and they got their house robbed at gunpoint. That's that's that really fun. fun. <laughs> that's a fun fact. That's that's uh, that sounds really. Maybe that's our next podcast segment. It's just fun facts and just facts that aren't fun at all. It's actually yeah. just quite. Jordan Subban and Demko get robbed at gunpoint. Uh, their back door unfortunately didn't work, and the robbers figured that out. Utica is not safe. <laughs> um, also in this draft class is uh, Mason Geertsen, uh, former former Vancouver Giant, who told a uh, fellow draft class member Tyler Pertuzzi. Uh, to get vaccinated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's the best way to end it all. <laughs> that's the best place to end it all. Uh, Rav, thank you very much uh, for doing yeah. this. Uh, greatly appreciated. Yeah, no um, we'll, try, I, I, we'll do something here coming up. I know we want to do a music pod with Matthew Mosquita. Oh, maybe yeah, we'll I brought that up. Maybe we'll, do a, 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 maybe we'll do a basketball thing. I know I'm going to do a basketball thing with yeah. Fuji here soon. Maybe we'll do another hockey redraft. Um, we can do like a playoffs recap or something at the end. I'm down, whatever works. Yeah, we can. Uh, we can. We can talk about. You know, I'm down uh, for that music one. We can maybe not the same way we did on the CLB one, but I'm down to talk about the music because there's some well, good music recently, man. Like Kendrick Lamar was really Jack good. Jack Harlow. Okay, maybe we don't. I said good music. Um, what else? There. I mean, the Post Malone one yesterday. I only listened to two songs of it. Just like the, not the singles, but like. The song with Doja Cat was like the catchiest song I've heard in a while. So and I, I, don't, I don't really like pop music as much as I did as a kid, but that was pretty good. It's, it's the summer of Doja Cat. Yeah. Um, other, other plug I have this week, I got at least one article, maybe two on the way if I'm really ambitious. Now that I have nothing going on, uh, I'm just doing a bunch of freelancing. So um, <laughs> if you're looking to you know get a freelancer or maybe maybe we'll start doing some more SYP stuff. Hit me up. You know where you know where to call me. Um, we'll be back again soon. Thank you very much for listening. We'll talk to you again soon at some point. No pod with Scott this week. Scott's on vacation. He's in Kelowna, so Scott will not be available. Rav, Rav is the new Scott. What's the podcast on tomorrow? 
<laughs> I could probably pull something out if you want me to. We didn't even have a plan to do a pod tomorrow, so we get, well maybe we'll do. I mean, if you have some a, last second bullshit, I'll I'll pull it up. I'll try my best. I'll try. Maybe we'll just do a maybe we'll just do a, like a, a fuck around pod. Maybe we'll just talk for, <laughs> for like yeah. forty minutes until yeah. the game ends. And then we put it on TikTok, and then it's like everyone on TikTok's like, oh, like who? How the fuck? This is like the definition of hey, let's do a podcast, guys. And that's what it's gonna end up being. And then yeah, you should post TikTok clips of, of these podcasts, dude. I, I, I honestly, I think that would be funny just because the comments would be horrible. Imagine if we post that one clip that got really like viral for us, like the Avalanche clip last year before they choked. Or, no, no, we, post- no, you know, you do, you do all this stuff like ironically, like you post, like I post, like you know, I say something like how, oh, the Edmonton Oilers are the best team in the NHL right now yeah. after beating Calgary, but I post that right now. Like I posted that on TikTok. I, I posted my favorite that is uh, this is one podcast was like, I saw this clip where it's like the only example of this where it's like, uh, yeah, clubs uh, they have no reason to allow you to bring out your own alcohol and because you just if they don't <laughs> if they don't uh if they don't allow you to bring it in, it just upsell you there. That's why alcohol is so expensive. I'm like holy shit, this is all way these fuckers have a podcast. But that's why I feel like this <laughs> sometimes this can become because we'll just start talking about random. We'll just start no- talking about random shit. No, it's people just talking about like normal, like just like obvious stuff where it's like, yeah, I mean, like, you know, when I go on airplanes and they have like, you know, the seatbelt light on. Yeah, I don't always put that on because I think it's just restricting my movement. It's not good for my hips. When I put that seatbelt on on the airplane, it's not good for my hips. It's like, bro, it's a seatbelt. What are you? I think think that's just also the world we live in now where you can just say anything you want and there's like, Someone will hear it out. Someone will hear it out. Twenty percent of the population will believe you. Where it's just like, yeah, no, I think stairs are bad for my feet. Like, I. Well, that's what uh, my favorite. We're kind of going on a tangent here just before the end, but like my favorite last thing for me is just like those Twitter accounts where it'll be like, it'll be like Bleacher Report or with like a just a fake like check mark and those seven with like the zero. Yeah, I saw a hundred thousand likes on this pick, this fake one of Russell Westbrook wanting a trade. I'm like, gosh. And there's like half the people are believing this shit. I'm like, there's no way. My favorite one is just ball sack sports. Like I know they got deleted and they're like fell off or something, but like ball sack sports, like a month was cooking on Twitter. They got Trey Young twice with their bullshit. Like, like, I think, I don't know. They made like Draymond say some bullshit, like insane stuff. They're like, oh, Draymond said this messed up shit. And then Trey Young's like, wow, man, Dre needs to wake up. And then everyone's roasting this guy. He's like, you got ball sacked, bro. <laughs> I, I I love um fucking the world we live in now where like Draymond, Draymond, speaking of like, you know, fucking fake tough guys, Draymond like talks so much shit on the court and then he just goes home and does a podcast. <laughs> yeah, Draymond right after this game said, even when KD was here, the team was ran through Steph. So he's already he's talking shit after winning one finals game. He's not even talking shit about the other team. He's talking shit about some other dudes. That's just Draymond, dude. Draymond's Draymond, bro. It's like, bro, you don't need like the game is your podcast content. <laughs> you don't need to create your own content. No, I I I li- I don't listen to it, but I, that's something I would be intrigued. I think the ba- last thing I say for sure is uh, I'd listen to the JJ Reddick podcast. A few times I listened to it, it's been good, and that's a guy who's pretty insightful. There's my shout out, I guess. There's your plug. Uh, yeah, listen to the JJ Reddick podcast. Shout out a guy who's much bigger than us. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Maybe we'll do a fuck around pod, and then I'll just start posting yeah. random clips of the pod to TikTok. Um, <laughs> right. We'll we'll be back again soon. Until then, peace out.